Hello there, friends, and welcome to Virtual Strangers, episode 128. I'm your host, Wes. With me, as always, my good friend, Roots. Roots, the week is at hand, friend. VR week is here. The saviors of VR Facebook are set to take the stage and drain all our pocketbooks once more. Uh, are you excited? Uh, a bittersweet, man. I don't, I don't want to have my pocketbook drained. Um, although I am excited about the, uh, there's so much stuff coming out. Like my mind is racing with all the possibilities for VR, everything that's coming. Um, did want to throw out a, uh, a hello to Tactical Bear, one of the developers for Project Terminus. Was very surprised and happy to see that we're talking about his game today. I also said I am also happy to be talking about his game today. Uh, super exciting. Yeah, yeah, man. Well, I mean, what are the things, what, and we'll get into the game, you know, during our featured stories, but uh, specifically with this game, and by the way, hello, uh, uh, Tactical Bear. I saw Tactical Bear in chat. I did not know he was a developer. So thank you. Welcome to the show. Uh, one of the things, we're, as you know, that we're always railing on about uh, with regards to VR games in general, the one thing we always request co-op support we want story-driven campaigns with co-op support uh roots that's exactly what project terminus is and it's survival horror to boot oh god so bonus got everything it's got everything we got another uh, buzz the ambassadors the community assistant for project terminus also nice. here um love yeah that's one of the best things i think um i love about the show uh doing this is um not only our community and seeing everybody but seeing developers come in here especially something like that because one of our favorite things to do, Buzz, um, is we want to showcase good games. We want people to know about your game. Um, and uh, I don't know, man. Wes has a knack for, for seeing this stuff early. And uh, and that's why I love to be able to, to showcase stuff early. So I'm excited to uh, find out about this game. And like you said, co-op co is king, Wes. I love co-op. Oh, well, I've been watching this one for a while. This one actually hit side quest. Uh, back in the Oculus Quest 1 days, back in the early days of SideQuest, Project Terminus has been lingering for quite some time. Uh, they did have a free demo, which I tried back then and was uh, uh, was impressed at the time with what was there. But, I mean, that's been years ago at this point, and I have not revisited the game since. So, very excited to see what the uh, current version that is coming to the uh, official Oculus Store is going to look like. More on that in a little bit. Uh, Roots, you know, with regards to Oculus Connect, as I like to call it, Facebook Connect, as it as it really is called, um, who knows what's going to be called next year, by the way, but we'll, we'll talk about that in a minute. Uh, well, I was starting to lose faith. You know, Facebook kind of has adopted this, you know, iPhone model for VR, and they're bringing us hardware refreshes yearly now like clockwork and um you know it's one of the things that people have been expecting uh to happen this year and even though we don't really need a, a new headset oculus quest 2 still has yet to reach its reach its full potential the prospect of a new headset has kind of gotten me and eric and a lot of people like us uh excited uh, about having a new toy but in recent days i got to admit i've been kind of uh you know, skeptical about it because at this time last year we had a full gamut of like uh, 
you know, leaks. You know, Bloomberg had already leaked the specs of the device. Uh, we had videos, like the setup videos and stuff. When you first set up the uh, the Quest 2, we had already watched all of those videos. And we haven't seen any of that yet. And it's it's literally just days away at this point. So I was beginning to get skeptical until about three minutes ago when we were talking and I got a message from uh, from our friend, Mr. Tasselhoff, Jason, and uh, those videos have leaked through. So the oh. setup videos, <laughs> they're online now. So uh, wow. all is well in the world. Uh, my, my credit card is ready and uh, I'll be interested to check out these leaks. I have not looked at them yet. So uh, Son of I'd a bitch. Anybody? Why couldn't that have yeah, happened it, an hour ago? We could have slid it right in, right? <laughs> well, I guess we kind of are right now. Yeah, that's right. You know who it, else it, likes to have it slid right in? My mom. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, you took it right out of my mouth, man. <laughs> and, and, and you know who hates it when you take it out of their mouth? My mom. Oh man, she's getting dirty today. Uh, anyway, uh, I'm excited to see what the specs are. I did see a um, a comment in the chat a moment ago saying that maybe it was kind of targeted at productivity, which. Hmm. I mean, obviously, you know, if it's a Quest Pro, then that's kind of the the implication, right? I, I'm okay for a product to be targeted for product productivity uh, if I can repurpose those productivity features for gaming. Uh, then I will still get it, provided it's affordable, mm. which is another big drawback typically with professional equipment. Is it? Uh, it tends to uh, cost a little bit more. Um, are you at all in the market for a new headset right now? Ah, uh, it depends. I've thought about it. See, this is the thing. If what you're saying is true, as long as it is reasonable, because I'm not willing to just shell out. And we, we won't even know until we know the specs that were just leaked, I guess, or I guess in general, whether it's reasonable or not. Um, the cost might reflect the changes. It may not, might not, um, you know, it's, but it is good in a sense, either, either way for me because uh, I'll make my decision. I think I, I can um, finagle things that I have that if I make the decision that it's worth getting, I can buy it. And it's so not worth people. It's not like the Quest 1 and the Quest 2 where Quest 2 was announced and Quest 1's went, you know, the value. If you wanted to resell it, you really literally had to resell it first um, to get your, like you did, to get your value worth out of it. I believe that the pro is going to be so similar and maybe a little bit more money, not worth the upgrade for most people, um, that they won't be uh, a huge drop in price, right? I should be able to get the same price today as I would after the announcement. That's my guess anyway. Um, so that frees up for me uh, decision making. Um, you know, I might buy it on day that day. I might not. I'll definitely be watching. Um, so so uh, Buzz the Ambassador in the chat says, hey. Would you and Roots like to get early access oh. for Terminus? Oh, hell yeah. Yes, and cool. thank you for uh, uh, saving me from having to type the email that I was already going to uh, send <laughs> you guys. Absolutely, we would love to have early access to Project Terminus. And uh, I'd be remiss if I didn't uh, throw out there that I'm quite sure that our other co-host, yes. Eric, uh, would like to have access as well. And you're in luck because it just so happens that Eric is the founder of the Oculus Quest to community group on Facebook, which is, you know, well over a hundred thousand strong at this point and growing like wildfire. Um, so, uh, I mean, that guy knows a thing or two about marketing quest stuff. So, uh, 
uh, you guys might even already be in, uh, you know, have some kind of thing going on with them. They, they kind of have their own operation that works alongside us. We collaborate, but I don't know, uh, everything that they're into and they don't know everything that we're into, but, uh, absolutely. We would love to check out Terminus early. I am a horror game buff. It's my favorite genre. So, it, you know, when you have me at story driven horror game, uh, you know, the co-op thing's just kind of a bonus. And uh, absolutely, we're, we're we're even been, we've been streaming horror games all month long. So uh, the kind of uh, perfect timing, uh, everything coming together uh, as it all always seems to do around here. Roots. Yeah. Speaking of um, streaming horror games, I'm still having a little PTSD from last night. Me and Mash were talking about it, man. <laughs> that game is so cool in so many ways, and I really hope the developers can kind of tweak some of the things that are wrong with it because there were moments that i was like dude this is really really badass and then the next yeah. moment i had all sorts of weirdness going on and i was like okay i don't know how much longer i can do this uh but it's uh it was it was kind of um it's gonna go good with some of our conversation uh later um with what we're talking about which is kind of cool so for sure for sure so what roots is referring to is uh we decided uh, as we told you all, we would uh, in uh, to forego free stuff and killer deals this week in uh, in favor of streaming some gameplay, uh, which we did last night. We we played a little bit of a survive on uh, Viveport, and a lot of cool stuff in that game. Like uh, I loved how big the maps were and how populated they were. I mean, th th that was not an easy game. The freaking tutorial was hard in it, and um, a lot of cool mechanics that that we really haven't seen in other games. I love how you uh, had to breach some doorways using a drill through the lock. I thought that was awesome. I love the way that uh, you couldn't just like zero caliber style pick up any attachment and put on your gun, but you had to learn that skill through finding uh, gun magazines uh, hidden in the map. I thought that was really cool. Um, and uh, a lot of the like the backpack system and stuff was, was really cool too i like the little uh, tablet menu interface uh it was just a little rough around the edges and when you have a game that's difficult highly populated with enemies uh and some of the ui stuff isn't perfect it creates high tension situations and it creates frustration uh when you die yeah and you know dying's dying's frustrating enough uh to have it you know uh accelerated by uh ui jank doesn't mm. really help the situation my favorite was the you know when somebody dies the whole game crashes and you got to go back in and <laughs> that was cool. right right but see that the thing is is like uh wolveraza said the uh the it, he summed it up it, it it ran good on his computer it didn't like multiplayer and, and tutorial was good weird lag um you know which is weird weird lag is exactly it because sometimes it ran great sometimes it was weird um, and I will caveat this, uh, you know, the first thing it tells you when you're loading up is uh, multiplayer is experimental. Um, so it is what it is. I'm just hoping that they're they're using this to fine tune it because that game, if they can get rid of all the weirdness, is phenomenal. Like, I really like everything about it. Just they just need to iron out some of the kinks. And uh, I think they're good to go. Well, I want to go back in, and uh, I was talking to Eric about this earlier in uh, another show's chat. Um, there was enough there for me to, like, see, because we didn't play it for very long. We played about an hour, a little longer than an hour. Um, I'd like to see if maybe we, we could get used to it a little bit more and, and maybe have a better experience. 
because there was so much that I liked about it. Uh, unfortunately for that game, we're, we're in friggin', uh, you know, VR prom- promise land times where there's so many good games out right now. And I think that, that kind of had a lot to do with, uh, you know, uh, magnifying the frustration with the, the little bit of jank we had was because there's so many like amazing releases out right now. Uh, you know, next to those, it really makes, you know, any kind of imperfection stand out. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Mash Daddy joining us uh, on his way to Disney. I think he's probably joining us from the hotel, maybe, or he's uh, or he's at the airport or something. But Mash, we uh, appreciate you. And um, we just got access to um, Project uh, Terminus. So uh, we're just talking to Mash Daddy's the other Eric from the other host on our show. And uh, he is enjoying some well-deserved vacation time. Yeah. And for those of you, you know, um, in the chat who are new the the format here is the uh, sunday flagship podcast is a news related podcast we're going to talk about new game announcements we're going to talk about uh we we get into a little bit of hardware stuff at the top of the show uh it's it's all about you know what hit the vr gaming news sites over the last week uh wednesdays are our uh are our kind of game review game impressions uh discussions and those are the episodes that eric joins us on or on the wednesday uh, episodes normally sometimes it comes on on sunday as well uh but uh yeah so so again for those of you who are new we do multiple pieces of content every week we do news on sunday we do a live stream or i do a live stream on tuesday and then on wednesday late at night uh we do a uh game review game impressions podcast uh and then saturday's wild card time typically we do free stuff and killer deals but every now and then we're going to be doing something different uh more information on that to come uh probably over the next week you know it's funny Wes. you know we're explaining or you're explaining all this stuff um to the newbies right people that may have just stumbled onto the show and i'm in the back of mind i'm thinking all of you veterans, all you strangers in the night, you day strangers have been around for a while. Um, you're going to have to get used to a, some tweaking pretty soon here, too. You're going to be thinking, man, I don't even know what's going on um, in a good way. And that's uh, that's what's so exciting, right? Exciting times. VR week in more ways than one. And, um, you know, speaking of which, we have a, a full list of headlines to get to. So why don't we kick off the episode the way we always do? by saying hello to our friends in the chat. Matthew Lake is in the house. Say, no, there are a few videos for the new headset. Yeah, that we, we were talking about that just a moment ago. I got them in a, uh, in a, in a direct message from our friend Tasselhoff. Uh, I think Onikazi is asking where they're at. I think they're on Reddit, Onikazi. You might check there. Uh, Paradise Decay says, for your information, mm. this week's free epic game, Among the Sleep, works perfect in vorpex because it originally had vr support also next week's free game dark he already has the profile for that one too so yeah i watched your p your, your video pd on uh among the sleep excellent video as always uh he was talking on that video roots like that game uh felt native really uh, using vorpex yeah oh wow that's crazy it looked native too like it looked like it looked like i was watching a vr game and it looked pretty cool yeah, well, I definitely need to check it out. It's been a while since I've been in Vorpex, uh, and it's getting better and better every day, for sure. 
Uh, Mr. Tasselhoff says that he's going to post the uh, the leaked headset videos on our Discord. You will find the invitation in the uh, the description down below. Uh, Onikazi uh, says thanks. No problem, bro. I on the icon joining us says great quest horror game is Lies Beneath. Played it through uh, last week. Yeah, love Lies Beneath. Probably the best horror title on the quest. Uh, although, uh, you know, we kind of had it a three way tie when. Uh, uh, Mash and I ranked them. Uh, we had uh, Lies Beneath, we had Blair Witch, and uh, Wraith of Oblivion, kind of three-way tie for the, the number one spot. Um, Hack the Game Cat. What's up, Hack? Welcome, welcome. New new firewall season coming. This is one of the headlines I didn't put in here uh, because we really don't have uh, a lot of info on it yet, but they're going to drop a new season of firewall this week, too. That's pretty cool. Um, Boy Brown joining us. What's up, friend? Uh, I've been seeing uh, I've been seeing him around a lot in uh, this week's various different content pieces on Resident Evil Four, uh, which is uh, what one of the games we're going to be covering this Wednesday. Just I'm sure that people would like our very early impressions on uh, Resident Evil Four, and so far so good, right? Yeah. Oh God, dude. I you know so far so good. Even just the uh, menu blew me away. How well done it was. I mean, it just shows you, uh, you know, Capcom, to, in my opinion, uh, they they went in to make a really good VR game. The only thing that I could say so far, and I'm and like you said, I'm early early on that I um, have issues with are uh, game issues. You know, like uh, that's just the way the game was back in the day. The AI, when you're hitting them, ugh, ugh, you know, it's the yeah, way the game yeah. is. You can't change that, or you could, I guess, but then now you're doing something completely different than remastering and bringing into VR. Um, so I, I'm impressed so far. I, I can't wait to get back in there. Uh, Wolverazza says, I want RE4. I know I'm going to have issues, but I still want to play it. And yeah, the, to be clear, the, there are issues with it. Again, tune in on Wednesday and we'll we'll break all that down for you. Uh, but, you know, I, I very much concur um, having a blast in that game. And uh I'll, uh, again, be happy to uh, break down why in just a few days' time. Yep. Be sure to hit the bell and the button if you haven't already. Uh, Doom Sly 82 is in the chat. He says it's great. It, it, it is. It really is great. Uh, Matthew Lake in the house. VR Demon. Yes, sir. Bob, what's up? My loveless marriage with the uh, $5 support oh, yeah. and uh, fist bump, Roots. He's, he's throwing us a fist bump. So uh, thanks, bro. I want to fist bump a falcon. <laughs> well i mean you could do that through the magic of vr that's true uh tactical bear we already said hello hello welcome um see mepper's in the house what's up mepper um uh let's see vr demon buzz the ambassador we said hello to uh decepticons up there Ah, yee what's up decepticon um all right well i think that for the mo oh there's alex vr what's up alex thanks for uh stopping in saying hello uh daniel kaz in the house berber cats up there and of course spry guy at the very top uh a cast of dozens roots uh waiting to see what happened this week in the world of vr so why don't we kick it off with some headlines uh facebook we just spoke about facebook to create ten thousand european jobs to build its metaverse so uh, we, we have Facebook who have very much shifted the narrative over the last six weeks or so toward this creation of the metaverse. And we kind of already know that that's going to be the focus of the keynote. 
uh, this Thursday as they take the stage. Um, you know, they've been spending uh, the last month or so trying to convince everyone that they're going to be a team player and they're not going to try to build the metaverse and control it all by themselves. Obviously, that's impossible, but <laughs> still a bit shocking to hear words like that coming from Facebook, who has such a walled garden approach to everything. Uh, anyway, no sooner do they say that they're going to share and, and play nice with everyone, do they literally hire legions of people to uh, to build it, <laughs> to build it for all of us. So, uh, you know, we often talk about the uh, advancement of uh, VR, AR technology as, uh, you know, something, uh, the quickening, as we like to call it. It's uh, something that progresses uh, faster, the more it the, the more it progresses, the faster it progresses. It's exponential, and uh, it, it seems to be at breakneck speeds over the last couple of months, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. I think it's funny. Um, the double speak um, from Facebook. Who would have thought, right? Um, as they're telling you that, uh, no, don't worry. Um, we realize it's going to be, you know, it's for everybody. There's going to be different wings, you know, um, because in my opinion, they uh, they've realized they can't do it. You know, that was their intention at first is we're going to create the metaverse. Then they realized with all, I mean, everything else is there's no way to do it. It's uh, the horizons just hasn't been doing the best. And, and you're going to have to include everybody, right? Um, but they're, but they're going to have their own wing and they're going to make sure their wing is the best wing. You may never even go to everybody else's metaverse version, right? Because theirs will be so good. At least that's their plan. Um, but like I said, they, uh, they've realized they can't control it. And so they've, got ahead of it with a spin that says, hey, we realize it's not for everybody or it's not only for us. Um, and uh, and then that way they can kind of save face. So. Well, well, what it's going to allow them to do, and I'm sure this is what they're going to try to do, is they're going to try to build the framework. Like they're going to try to uh, lay the foundation. Uh, they're going to obviously build upon that foundation uh, and kind of try to set the example of how they would like for it to work. And uh, obviously, they're going to, as they always do, they're going to lay out a bunch of support for potential partners who want to join and build it their way, right? Uh, which, you know, obviously is going to accelerate things greatly as it has with VR. And um, yeah, uh, you know, uh, the, the next few years are, are going to be a very interesting, pivotal time for the technology and where it goes in the future, uh, whether or not anyone um, is able to kind of establish themselves as viable competition um, remains to be seen. Uh, but, uh, you know, it's exciting times regardless, even if it does end up being what it has been for the past year. And that's pretty much we're living in Facebook's world. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, oh, we don't have to like it, but we can still enjoy it. Right. Absolutely. Uh, but who knows how much longer we can uh, we can even call it that uh, headline Facebook to rebrand metaverse focus company name. So um, Facebook, uh, which is synonymous with their social media platform, uh, has decided that the name is not broad enough to represent their full uh, scope of their company anymore. Facebook, the social media product now only just a wing of what they're trying to do as a company 
So uh, I, I imagine Thursday as uh, Zuck takes the stage and, and spells out what uh, he, he expects the next few years to look like. Uh, one of the things that is going to be included in that is a new name for their company. And as jarring as that may seem to a lot of you, it's not unheard of. We've seen stuff like this before from Google. Like Google isn't the name of the parent company anymore. They changed their name because they said that they were so much more than a, uh, a search engine. So I think they're like American, um, American something or another is the parent company for Google, which it all used to just be Google. Uh, and we've seen it, you know, I could give other examples. Uh, so this isn't just, it isn't a new thing. Uh, it, it's, I don't know how much of an impact it really has on things uh, remains to be seen. Uh, but it's interesting. It's just another thing that kind of points to uh, the fact that we're coming into a new era for our technology. And uh, that, if nothing else, is exciting. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You know, Wolverine has got a good point. There's a lot of other reasons they want to fit rebrand as well and i i read something it was an interesting comment I, I think it was on somebody's twitter or i don't even know where i saw it but they were saying um it was ironic that when facebook bought oculus they thought it was going to swallow oculus and it turned out oculus swallowed facebook um you know right. facebook ended up a, as a wing of oculus and you know there's it, i just want i just want my vr i don't want all the weirdness around facebook to to seep into it that was my only problem with the quest um to you know needing to to sign up with your account just keep them separate you know that's my thing just let me play my games don't make it weird you know it's kind of like those people that have the signs on their uh and i see it everywhere on their front step it says you know no we don't we don't want religion we don't want all these different things for solicitors right no soliciting don't make it weird well don't make it weird please facebook just let us play vr and get out of our life other <laughs> outside of vr <laughs> Yeah, good luck with that one. Uh, driven by, and uh, yes, sir, Bob coming through in the chat to, uh, to to keep us on point here. Alphabet is the uh, Google parent company, which is actually was Google. Now it's Alphabet. FBI, uh, so thanks, CIA, guys. yeah, Alphabet. Yeah, uh, absolutely, <laughs> Alphabet. That, that's a good call. Uh, anyway, um, you know, a relatively, uh, what was going to be a relatively... Uh, slow week for facebook news just uh, got turned on its head uh, i really would like to know what uh, new information we have on this headset i'm excited for it roots and uh, i can't wait now to get to the end of the show so i can read up on this thing let me let me pique your interest a little bit more if you didn't see uh paradise decay says um up above that he can confirm the rumors are true whatever you're about to go read after the show is what the truth is Oh yeah, obviously this is a intentional leak. Like, you know, the, the stuff like that doesn't just uh, randomly get found during the uh, the week of the announcement. Uh, this is obviously marketing 101. They're very effective at it. They did it last year. They're doing it again this year. Makes me confident that we're probably going to get at least a uh, a pre order this week, right? Otherwise, what's the point of leaking this stuff? Every once in a while. And I'm talking once in a while because people are pretty savvy as reading through the bullshit anymore. It seems you'll get a troll that'll say, this is the perfect time for me to put this information out there and people run with it. And then it turns out it's nothing what they were said. But I agree. I think uh, what you're saying and what PD said, since uh, he says that he knows it's true as well, um, means it's happening. And I agree. I, there's no reason for it to come out if it is true, which it is, um, unless it is going to be uh, 
announced the pre-orders this this uh, week. Do you think there's a possibility that you could get it, um, order it, and get it like shipped that day? Uh, well, I mean, it's it's possible. I mean, I, I wouldn't consider it likely, but I I could. I mean, it certainly is possible that it could go live um, if they've been manufacturing these things for a while and have some stock build up. Absolutely. Oh, PD like, says time is of the essence. You know, every day that they wait is a uh, one more day they're risking Valve or Sony or somebody coming and raining on their parade here. The whole reason. I believe that they're even coming with this headset so soon is because of the uh, the Sony announcement and what we know is coming from Valve. Like they're trying to head that stuff off at the pass. They they've got to get a headset out there with eye tracking because it's about to be a standard feature for headsets uh, over the next year. So very true, very true. Uh, PD says the leak has broke all embargo, so expect a lot of info to come out. So that is uh, very Excellent. interesting. Mr. Tasseloff says, just play the videos. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's kind of, uh, we we have a, a strict regiment here. I mean, if you want to try to do something like that, Roots, we could, but uh, we've got a full, a full thing as it is. I'll look at, I'll, while we're talking about something, or maybe during one of the, the little things we've got uh, planned, I'll, um, I'll look up and see if I can find off of Tasselhoff's leaks, as long as they're there uh jason and i'll download them real quick and we can if we have time we can switch to them uh somewhere in sure, the end sure well uh with that said let's uh, check out the next headline vario arrow uh vr headset has been announced with the price the specs the release date uh roots this is being marketed as a next level uh headset in terms of visuals period that's it it's next level visuals uh, next level clarity, next level colors, next level blacks for the the type of panel it has in it, and um, next level next price. level price. Yeah, for a uh, for a, a consumer what what most people consider to be a consumer headset. Most people are calling it a consumer headset. Two thousand uh, dollars for this headset. Roots no base stations, no controllers, no audio solution. Wow. Uh, just a headset with super crisp, super clear visuals. Um, two part question. Uh, one, do things like this interest you at that kind of a price point, which I already know the answer to that <laughs> question. And second of all, like, do you think you'll ever buy another headset that's just PCVR and that's all it can do? Ah, it seems very odd. I mean, I guess, you know, it'd be the same thing marketed towards people that have all these elaborate um, rigs, right? Um, they've got thousands of dollars to spend. You know, they've just got, a, a, you know, when it comes to what their income, they just have a lot more expendable uh, money to just throw around. And so, yeah, what's what's wrong? And a $2,000 headset's really not that much different from a, a $1,200 index with the exception of you don't, don't get... Uh, audio which is weird to me no audio solution at all um that's bizarre but i guess you can find you know it's probably a jack for it um but uh you know i and the only good thing the biggest good thing about this is if you have a lot of money and you want a really good headset uh here it is and you're, you're probably not going to have a hard time getting it you know everybody else is yeah. scrambling to get all these headsets that are in mass mass uh, people want it they really want those headsets and they're priced affordable, so everybody's buying them. Not everybody has two grand to drop on a headset. So. 
Yeah, I think that this is very much a product that is targeting those people, those high-end enthusiasts who really don't have any kind of uh, money concerns in their life, you know, the people that are willing to throw down thousands of dollars, people who got 3090s on launch and probably already have the 3080 Ti to go with it, you know. Uh, those people, they are out there. And, uh, you know, as long as the manufacturer uh, doesn't want to move volume and it just wants to cater to that crowd, I'm sure there's going to be a, a limited size market for it. Uh, my whole thing with it is, uh, as someone who does have to worry about money, as someone who has multiple headsets that already do PCVR, uh, like obviously the, 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 the value proposition isn't there for me, especially when you consider that I already have an HP Reverb G2, which, you know, th this obviously does have more resolution than that, but, you know, mine is $600 versus $2,000. This is kind of the same conversation we had about Rift S versus Valve Index. Like, mm. yeah, Valve Index in terms of resolution is, a, is, is more, but, is it that much more to justify that kind of price difference? Because again, really all this headset has is the visuals. That's what they're selling. They're selling you on the, the best visuals today. Um, it's got a pretty but good is it all that FOV, right? Too? A little, yeah. a little more. It's got a little more. It's nothing to write home about. It's got about a hundred degrees field of view, uh, real life application. Uh, so about a 10 to 15 degree increase over what we're used to right now. It's not as big as the Valve Index, the field of view. Um, so, yeah, I mean, uh, it's it's a noticeable improvement over any other VR headset in terms of visuals. But that's it. Like, there's no audio solution. There's no, tra you know, controllers and base stations, which if you don't already have, you'll have to pick up, uh, you know, uh, in order to use it. And let's be honest, like th this is sub 3K per eye. We've already got 2K per, per eye headsets. Like that's what my G2 is a 2K per eye headset. Uh, that's what, uh, you know, that's what the Sony headset's going to be. Uh, let's be honest, a year from now, like th these kind of specs aren't going to be uncommon. Like this isn't like a huge step up. It's a noticeable step up. It's not a gigantic step up. It certainly, in my opinion, doesn't justify the, uh, the price difference. I, I think that headsets like this are going to be common a year from now. Yeah. Well, and this is another problem we have here, Wes. Like you said, it doesn't come with the base stations. And um, if you don't already own the base stations, uh, I wouldn't run out and buy this headset if you have the money. Because, I mean, I guess if you have the money to buy a $2,000 headset, you could probably find them somewhere. You're going to pay more because they don't exist right now through Valve. Um, they're sold out. And I don't know how back-ordered they are. They've got the Index 2 supposedly coming out soon. My thought is if they're releasing the Index 2, they probably will prioritize the base stations for that headset, right? So, like, you may have a headset you can't get a base station um, set of base stations for, but if you already own it and you already own the, the Index controllers, um, you know, but this is, you know, now you're adding all sorts of shit and $4,000 rigs and computers. And, I mean, this is the reality as well. If you didn't buy the 3090, Say you've got a 2080 like me. Um, now you got to upgrade your video card because I guarantee you're with those specs, you're you're gonna. I mean, you it's just a lot of money. It's a lot of money, and not to mention um, the slap in the face to the people that 
looked into buying this a year ago and they told people, look, you're not elite enough. We're not selling these to you scumbag consumers. And then all of a sudden they're like, hey, you got one day. Somebody in the Discord got a, uh, an email and it was literally like, hey, we're selling this. I think it was person person. We're selling this to people. You got one day to decide. And uh, like it just it's a weird, weird thing to do, right? To, to put pressure on people like that. It's just weird. Yeah, I saw that in the uh, in the Discord, and I, I, you know, I wanted to say it's a it's a three year old headset. Don't fuck, don't buy a three year old <laughs> headset. But I don't know what the specs are for Star VR one, so I didn't want to say anything uh, definitive. But my my uh, my gut instinct was something like that: is don't buy old tech now when all of these headsets are coming. The headset, the wave of new hardware, true Gen two hardware is coming. And I kind of feel like even this Vario uh, headset uh, is is still kind of that that last gen tech. Like it doesn't have. I mean, it's got the eye tracking, sure, and it's got motorized IPD adjustment. Uh, but I mean, what is that really? That's just a. It's like having power windows in a car. It's like it's nice, but you know, I can do this. It's fine. You know what I mean? <laughs> Absolutely. Well, you know, the thing is too. It's kind of like with the index controllers, right? We can do a lot of other things with our um, controllers or with our middle finger. So. Uh, Simplex, our friend joining us from Poland, says the price is too damn high. If it was $1,000, I'd get it in a heartbeat. Well, exactly. I mean, how much are you willing to pay for, uh, you know, having the best headset for six months? I mean, uh, again, though, there's there's going to be a market for it. And it's people who, uh, who have more money than they have stuff. So those guys will, will be the ones buying this. I guarantee you people are going to buy it. Yeah. There are people out there who are going to order it. Um, and they'll have, I mean, arguably, they'll have the best visuals for a while, right? I mean, for a little while. Yeah. yeah. For a little while, they will. Um, Paradise Decay says all this VR news has to be seeping into the general public's view now. Yeah. Well, I mean, we have more public eyes on us than ever before. Um, thanks to the Oculus Quest 2, thanks to games like Resident Evil 4, people are taking notice you know uh, another thing i did to uh, gauge whether or not we might be getting a new headset this week uh, i remember uh the last couple of headset launches for um facebook the stock kind of dried up uh, right before uh connect and uh, i was at walmart this morning i decided to uh Go check out the Oculus Quest 2 display, which has, has been in stock for a good long while now. Like, they're selling them. You can tell that they're selling them and restocking them, but it's been a while since they've been completely out. That Today, they were completely out. Ooh. So, uh, that that's a, a good sign if, if you're uh, like me and you're hoping to get new hardware this week. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. Um, I saw the same thing at Best Buy yesterday when I picked up my coffee maker. Um I, you know, they've got, they have this thing where it's all behind the counter and they, I mean, they had them stacked for months. You could just see them. They're just everywhere. Now they're down to, you know, maybe 50 or something. Um, so Best Buy still has it here, but I guarantee maybe, I mean, who knows, dude, this is the thing. Maybe, you know, this is a completely different um, model, right? Maybe they're, they're going to dry these out and start selling the, I don't know, man, who knows what Facebook is going to, or whatever they're going to be called is going to do this we're going to know we're going to know soon uh Drimbai says he's going to stick to his quest too uh and, and you know uh, it's important for me to put that out there just because there's going to be a new headset doesn't necessarily mean i'm going to buy it they, they do have to offer me something uh substantially more than what i already have and they've got to do it at an affordable price so 
uh, time will only tell if that's going to be the case. Yep. Anyway, but uh, I mean, so many, uh, you, you know, it's headset week. Like we've got Pimax event that, that's coming tomorrow. Uh, you know, we've got Valve who could literally anytime drop uh, news on uh, on their new headset. Of course, we all know about the Sony. Uh, what we weren't expecting, headline, HP Reverb G2 upgrades add better tracking and a new face gasket. So uh, at first glance, you know, you read the story and you might think that they're coming out with a new HP Reverb G2 already a year after launching the other one. Uh, no, this is just going to be like another version of the original one. They're not calling it anything else. It's going to just still be HP Reverb G2. They've just tweaked a few things on it. Uh, which has added about 30% vertical, uh, 30% more vertical tracking area than you had before, and uh, other um, quality of life uh, upgrades, such as, uh, you know, um, uh, it's going to have that new cable on it, which uh, mitigates those connection issues that some people were having, and then, uh, you know, a new face gasket, the, the article mentions here. Uh, you know, it's just a more... Uh, a new iteration on it, which uh, is better than the first. And, you know, a lot of people giving them criticism for this, obviously people like me uh, would like to, uh, would like to have it. Uh, but this isn't anything new. This is just, you know, PSVR did the same thing. Like PlayStation VR, the first one uh, had some limitations with regards to 4k pass through and, and some other stuff. So they, they, put out a new revision of it right that it's just called playstation vr2 the old ones disappeared the new ones rolled out uh and were better in uh, a few different ways uh any mass-produced product goes through these different iterations consoles do this like um slim it's pro. No, it's not yeah it's nothing new uh, we'll just say that um so I think this is a good move. I'm not particularly upset as a G2 owner. I'm still happy with my G2. Seeing this better version doesn't make me hate mine anymore. Like a lot of people, you know, they love their stuff until they see the better one, and then they hate their stuff. I still like my G2. It's still my go-to when I play PC VR, and will continue to be so. Um, maybe until I get this new Oculus headset. Who knows? Yeah. Um. Wolveraza says it's BS. They should be refunding or letting you trade yours in, West. Um, I agree and I disagree at the same time. I agree on the core, the cable. The cable um, is an issue that is something that's preventing AMD, some AMD um, cards from working, I guess, is from what I read in the article. There's some issues with that. And so this is going to fix that. Um, you know, so I, I get it. Uh, you know, obviously you want to, you want to make money, but they're, you know, they're going to sell this cable. So if like Wes had an AMD or switched over, he could, he could get that new cable and he could get it to work with it. But I think as somebody that bought the, the thing, you, that was a flaw in the cable that they didn't, you know what I mean? They're, they're fixing a problem and they're charging people for it, which kind of sucks. I mean, it's not going to affect many people. It's not everybody, uh, but everything else, you know, what I thought was weird when I was reading the article, it said something about you know, when it got into all the stuff that you were naming at the end about the um, the, the hardware stuff, it said, you know, it, it specifically specified this, you know, um, and and in the hardware related stuff, kind of like some of the um, the tracking and stuff is firmware or software related. And then I started to think if that's the case, then why is that not going to be for the um, 
yeah. the first iteration, right? At least from the wording I'm of the not, article. I'm not sure how much of that's going. I mean, they're, obviously they're going to have to tweak the software because what they've basically done here is is better camera placement on the headset itself. Right. Uh, and by moving the cameras, you have to tre- tweak the algorithms that make it work. Yeah, that's not um, gonna, so yeah. maybe, true. Maybe, maybe, yeah, maybe that's what you're looking at there. Um, I, I can understand, you know, people's frustration, you know, who, who got one and uh, now are, get, you know, seeing the, the new one come out that's better than, than theirs for the same price. Um, but with that said, it's been a year. Like, you know, that time is worth something. First of all, this is something that early adopters, you know, often have to deal with. And I mean, I, I wouldn't expect them to to have any kind of refund program or swapping program. That would be the first time in history anybody's ever done a thing like that. Like, I don't feel like they owe me anything just because they improve their product. Like, what if you could uh, prove knew- that you had an AMD thing and that it was a conflict? If somehow you could prove to them through jumping through a couple hoops that, hey, I bought your headset. This is the heart, the motherboard I have, or the, you know, this is what I'm using, this processor, and um, and it doesn't work with it. And and then they could send me a cable um, to make mine work with that hardware versus, you know, selling it. I don't know. I, that's my only yeah, problem I don't, I don't, with it. I don't think the cable is the big hangup for people. Like, they people were getting those cables just by calling... Uh, the, the tech support and saying that they have connection issues like maybe they're changed their policy on it but a month ago anybody who was was calling up was getting one of those cables i just never made the call um no, you didn't people's need issue is people want that tracking area man that that's the thing like the, right. the only real sticking point with this headset uh for some people was that the tracking was subpar compared to something like an oculus quest uh i contend that you know the differences are not that big um you know and and people can call bs on me all they want but uh i can only think of two instances in my year of playing with this thing that the tracking was ever really an issue where i had to switch to a different headset because the tracking was uh was affecting the gameplay so uh yeah but there's those instances just like you said with that other um that other game uh the survive game um, if we play it enough and we get used to it, we'll overlook the shortcomings and we'll still have a good time. And I'm I'm assuming that some of that, and I'm not saying, I think your experience with the Reverb uh, G2 or most people's is probably like 80% perfect. It's like really good. It only has those case by case, but you might find yourself holding your controllers in a weird way because you know if you lower them a little bit, it's going to go out of, it's going to be occluded, right? Um, so I think there will be benefits to having this new model uh, but I don't think it's going to oh, yeah. make or break anybody. Yeah, I'm not experience. saying that. But no, no yeah, I'm, I'm, not... I'm agreeing with you. I'm just um, get, adding that. I think there is a reason for it, you know. Um, and I, maybe HP in general has learned finally. I kind of was shocked when the first Windows Mixed Reality came out and the tracking was subpar. And then they released another one and it was subpar. And then they released the G2 and it was subpar. You know, like at some point they need to figure out you know, Oculus is, even though it's not as good as the base stations, it's pretty damn fucking good. And, um, and I'm not saying HP's isn't, but it's, it's weird that it's taken them three or four iterations to hopefully this one will be really good. 30%. That's a lot. That's a, that, that may cover everything, right? Well, we need to, we need to recognize a couple of things. One, 
who who has done inside out tracking like oculus nobody like they're the they're the one that got True. it uh so good uh second of all the uh jump from gen 1 wmr to hp reverb g2 from all indications is a huge jump in tracking quality like it, this is not old uh, old wmr tracking i mean they, they doubled the number of cameras i mean it, it's a big move up so the the fact that they're still improving upon that is a surprise to me honestly this this again this isn't oculus with their tens of thousands of people working on vr every day like this is uh this is hp who, who does so many other different things uh so the fact that it's as good as it is is kind of surprising to me uh but i mean it again i don't want to get off on a side point here my whole point was i don't feel like they owe me anything for improving their product it's not like they're charging people anymore for it and i could always sell mine and go buy that one sure. if i want i don't feel like they owe me because they made their their thing better like uh does anybody still think it's going to be as good as oculus quest 2 i doubt it like it's probably still not going to be as good so it happens you know a year from now when they improve it even a little bit more do they owe people then because they made it better? No. I mean, it's not like it's defective. If it was like, like if we were talking about a, a Vive Cosmos, that's just horrible tracking. And now all of a sudden they fix it, but not, you know, people who originally bought it have to work with broken tracking. That's one thing, but that's not what this is. Like it works very well. I mean, it works again. Uh, I've only had a couple of games that, that I've even noticed any kind of problem with it. Um, now, with that said, I, I do, I play seated most of the time. Obviously, people who were up and, and move around a lot more would probably notice it more often than I do. But uh, again, I'm happy with it. It's still my go-to. I've got multiple quests here that I can uh, I, I can um, use. And if I wanted to buy another headset, I could. So uh th that should say a lot about it there that the fact that i keep going back to it and using my, my whole problems that i had with it were the early crashing issues which have uh they're all gone now like it just runs it just works now which is cool is there any party that's tempted to sell uh this one off before it comes out and then just buy because it? if it's going to be the same price uh, well, look, uh, that was kind of what i was alluding to at the top of the uh the conversation i don't know i mean if i ever buy a headset again that's just pcbr i mean the game is going to have to change in a major way like i'm not in the market for another pcbr headset i have headsets that play pcbr right now and i'm happy with them um so i mean it would take it would have to take something like maybe that new valve headset that's giving you the ability to play standalone PCBR as well as tethered to a computer. But I mean, you know, don't get me wrong. I don't think PCBR is dying like a lot of people are, but I mean, in the near term future, over the next couple of years, PCBR is going to be the home for mods and indie games. It's all going to be about quest. It's all going to be about PlayStation VR over the next couple of years. I really don't see myself throwing any money down to get any more PCBR stuff. Like I often question if I'll ever build another gaming computer again. Like, why am I spending thousands of dollars on, uh, you know, on a VR platform um, that is going to be the one that, that has the least amount of new AAA games on it? You know what I'm saying? Like, wh why would I spend 
the most on the one I'm probably going to be playing the least. It doesn't make sense. I've got a, a powerful computer right now. I've got uh, a 2K per eye PCVR native headset, as well as uh, a couple that can tether wirelessly. I just don't see myself investing anymore in PCVR, at least for a few years. Yeah, I don't blame you. You know, it's definitely not uh, not getting any cheaper. And this is my prediction. I, I think it, we're, people are moving away from owning uh, their own computers. They're kind of shifting us away from it. It's going to be shadow. It's going to be another service, and mo it'll be out. Well, it'll be outpriced, uh, just like everything else. And uh, this will be the way you play your PC VR is uh, um, through their ser their service. So, let me let me be clear about one other thing too. I hope I'm wrong. I hope Valve comes out uh, tomorrow and announces their new headset, announces a brand new game. I hope they revolutionize the, the PC VR market. Nothing would make me happier than to have it be uh, a thriving gaming uh, marketplace that's on on the par with the other uh, what the other markets are going to be doing over the next couple of years. I just don't expect that. Like I, I think that Valve will come out with cool hardware, and um, they, they probably will do a game to support that. But I mean. It's a game, right? It's one. We're not going to have Oculus, <laughs> you know, putting out Asgard's Wrath and Stormland and Wilson's Heart and all the games that they came out with over the uh, that three-year period. Uh, those days are over with, at least for the time being. Now, I do think that they will return, um, but uh, I think that that's a little ways off from now, and I think that I've invested enough money in that platform. Like, yeah. I could buy, like, two more PlayStation fives and two more PS five VR headsets when they come out and still have not spent the amount of money uh, that I've put in the PC VR PC VR has been over half of my expenditure in, uh, in the VR all time. And, uh, I don't use it, you know, half the time. Like I use the other, the other platforms more. So, uh, it's a, it's a lot of money for, a little bit of return i'm not saying that i regret it i absolutely don't there are things that are must own on pc and plus i do this so th there's that uh that aspect of it that, you know doing this podcast um really makes having all this stuff worth it but uh you know again it's going to take something they're going to have to sell me on uh on throwing down any more money in the pc vr over the next say two years yeah well I guess that not, but we'll see. You might not need to. There's so much good stuff coming out console wise, right? So, right. Yeah. Um, speaking of which, headline virtual desktop PC VR streaming adds a, a new sharpening feature. So, uh, this is interesting, Roots. We recently had uh, Oculus update, I think it was 33 or 34, which added a sharpening uh, feature for Link. So now when you connect to your computer, it's super sharp. Uh, it is a very noticeable difference. Uh, you know, not to be outdone, Gigodin comes out with a new update using a completely different tech. This is not the same thing Oculus did. This is completely different. This is using a, uh, a feature of AMD's Fidelity FX uh, software, which don't panic out there, people. You don't have to have AMD hardware to use it. Uh, as is the case with most of AMD software solutions, it works on all hardware. Um, but uh, this is interesting what this does, Roots. It, um, 
basically uses some kind of AI algorithm to determine uh, which areas of the picture are the least sharp and it focuses on those areas only so as to avoid um, over sharpening and, and creating artifacts. Uh, according to Gigo Den, this makes a profound difference Ooh. with regards to compression artifacts. So if you're, you're someone who notices a lot of compression when you use virtual desktop to tether to your PC, this supposedly is going to take care of that. Uh, it's a big update. Um, I'm surprised more people aren't talking about it. Yeah. And it just, again, shows uh, what a magician this guy is. Nah, it just is exactly why I said, um, was it six months ago now? I don't know how long it's been that I wasn't worried about what he's doing when Airlink came out. That was a big discussion, right? Is this going to kill virtual desktop? And we've seen uh, virtual desktop dead, quote unquote, several times. And then Guy comes out and says, I'm not dead, bro. Like he just keeps adding features that are amazing. Like this one, I don't even know. This is, should be standard for every platform, right? I mean, can you imagine? It's like, it's making sure that the entire thing is is sharpened and it's resource wise. I can't imagine it's not um, it's that much using that much resources, right? Because it's only sharpening what isn't being sharpened. So I think that's really cool. Well, uh, there's a slider. Uh, those of you who have an up to date version of uh, of um, virtual desktop, there should be a slider in there now. And let me say this must be very, very recent because when we played Eye of the Temple last week, I used virtual desktop mm. and I, I didn't see this slider. And it updated right before I went into the game. So oh, wow. uh, this must be a brand new update. Uh, anyway, there's a slider in there um, that you can set. Obviously, the higher you set the slider, the more resources it's going to take. He suggests that people start on uh, 75%. That's kind of the sweet spot according to him, but he says that some people do prefer doing less than that. So uh, set it to your own taste. Absolutely. Mash Daddy throwing uh, five spots says Gee Godin equals legend. I would have to uh, have to agree. He is amazing. Absolutely. And um, and he's just pushing me. You know, if uh, people can agree or disagree, um, I agree with this statement. If it wasn't for Gee, uh, we may or may not have Airlink. Um, I think he pushed Oculus. Uh, he came out with such an amazing thing. Oculus said, fuck, we need to make something that works for us as well. They may have had a, a plan, which they probably did, but he definitely expedited, um, you know, everything. So having that yin to the yang, uh, Facebook is good. And Guy is an amaz amazing yin to the Facebook yang, for sure. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, that, that guy is... Uh... He's doing God's work, so uh, yep. shout out to him if he ever sees this. Yeah, absolutely. Love to get you uh, on anyway, the show, that... Gee. Come on our show, bro. We want to talk to you. Hey, I have a, I have just a spot for him, Roots, now that you mentioned that. Yeah. I think you know what I'm talking about. Uh, and everyone else will know soon. Anyway, um, how about how about we get away from all of this, uh, you know, utility and hardware talk and get into what we do best talk a little bit of games headlines uh no man's sky emergence expedition arrives roots these guys have got to get a hobby man they <laughs> put out so many updates for this game it's like it's it's a completely different game than what it was six months ago at this point it's crazy uh they they 
I don't even know what all the details of this freaking thing is. I quit reading these updates about three updates ago. <laughs> like, uh, I think that there's like sandworms in this one. I, people keep talking about uh, Dune, I think, mm -hmm. with this, like the Dune movie that just came out. Uh, but man, it, it's crazy um, just how well Hello Games uh, support this title. I, I was thinking uh, this morning, Roots, you know, we, we kind of rename our awards at the end of the year. We, we always rename the awards even though that that you know it's for the same thing i was thinking that maybe we should uh rename the uh the award for best support of a vr game to the hello games award or the the no for man's real. sky award just because nobody supports their game like these guys i mean it's crazy it's funny because they went from a cliche when they first came out to being um you know what are you going to do with your your no man's sky return refund to um a cliche of just how much is in this game like it was a no-brainer a year ago to buy now it's a no-brainer with that dlss that they added last month or two months ago for me that was the the switch it was so sharp so clear the content is so much um you could buy one game all year long and play it and no man's sky would be the uh the game to uh to do and uh psvr without parole throwing out there says west plus roots equals legends throwing a 499 spot out there we appreciate you guys you guys are the uh the the uh, original og legends um we're just like the rookies absolutely absolutely inspiration uh coming from brian paul and uh, we appreciate the support brian we appreciate you stopping by yeah uh thanks man cool yeah absolutely uh anyway uh let me ask you something roots like we often talk about you know, I'm not even going to ask you the question. I always ask you whenever there's a new No Man's Sky because I already know the answer. Uh, what I want to ask you is, you know, obviously we haven't played a lot of No Man's Sky. And, and to be honest, I've bought this game three times since it got VR support. I bought it for PC. I bought two physical copies for PlayStation so that I could do multiplayer in-house. Uh, but I've barely played any of it. And it's because... My time is limited. I don't have a lot of time to sink into a VR game, and this game commands it. So normally I ask you, you know, is this update, Roots, going to be enough to get you to finally jump into No Man's Sky and give it the, uh, the, the time it deserves? But I'm starting to notice now, and really when I think about it, I think these updates might actually have the opposite effect, Roots, mm. because if it was already this big intimidating experience that we don't have time to uh, fully appreciate. Wouldn't that just be even more the case with every update? Yeah. And I've said this, actually, that was one of, I've said that a few times in the past is um, it's almost too much. There's so much to it. Um, the same thing that draws everybody else in and they're like, fuck yeah, man, I got so much content for months, years, and Wes and I are looking at it um, kind of like I'm looking at New World these days, and like this time sink. It's like, oh, my God, the amount of time it's going to take for me to get in there and not only get in there in this game, get acclimated, figure out what's going on. That's going to take a couple hours and then really start your adventure. Um, it's crazy. But I, I think that the key would what we would need to do to really get into this game would say, OK, uh, it's Saturday me you and masher are going to go in there and we're just going to go on an adventure for the to stream it for the for the um either the patrons or for everybody 
um, for that matter, probably everybody if it's on Saturday. Uh, I think it'd be fun. It definitely would be. But I, I agree. I think that it is very daunting. It's it's almost too much for um, for the, us content creators that are already limited on, uh, you know, how much time we have to uh, get into these games for sure. Well, you know how I am with exploration, man. If I start playing this game and I put the kind of time into it, even just to, uh, you know, uh, be competent in a multiplayer session, it's going to hook me and I'm going to be lost forever in this freaking mm-hmm. game. Like I won't stop. It's endless exploration, literally endless expo- exploration in this game. And, you know, on PC, there, there's those mods that minimize the HUD, make it more of a immersive experience. Man, I, I could get lost in this game for a year. I don't want to do that. <laughs> like, uh, and you know what? Uh, I think it's about time. They, they say enough is enough with this game. And like, it's, it's done guys. It's done. Give us a new game. Like, let's make another game. How about that? Start working on the next one. Um, I think that that their initial bad reviews were just so bad that they're in this kind of endless loop of proving themselves. And someone needs to pat them on the shoulder, give them a hug, and say that it's okay. (laughs) We were wrong. Uh, You guys were right. This is an amazing idea for a game, and uh, you've proven it three times over by this time I, I think you're right i think somebody needs to do it mash has a good point he says yeah, i'm in for no man's sky it deserves the attention um and so maybe we're the ones that need to send it in it into its uh uh you know hurrah we'll go in there we give it its attention and then we say okay now you got your attention stop clinging to me you clingy bastard and uh and make the next game okay uh, I agree. In January, we'll, we'll do that. Yes. In January, we'll do that. <laughs> like, there's too much right now, man. Like, I can't get back to Eye of the Temple. And, you know, I can't put Resident Evil 4 down. You expect me to go into No Man's Sky? It ain't happening. But in January, when we have that little four to six week lull that we always have, right before uh, the you show. Know, things pick up for PlayStation VR, um, we'll have a little gap there where we can really put some time into the same game. I say we do it then. I'll tell you what, man, I, I, even though we're, we're now pushing it a couple months away, I'm kind of excited because it is, um, it was so, it looked so good Wes with that DLSS and it performs so perfect, so sharp, so clear, so amazing. Now maybe I go into it and I do no man's sky next time through virtual desktop with its, you know, I don't know, man. I mean, how, how good can I get this thing to look? It already looked amazing and ran amazing. Um, no shimmer whatsoever. And uh, if anybody that a year ago played it, um, that's saying a lot. And uh, so, yeah, I think that's a good idea. Go into it with your uh, virtual desktop. Use some of that split rendering tech that uh, that recently got added in the virtual desktop. Who knows, man? Yeah. It could be impressive. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, anyway, uh, as always, hats off to Hello Games. They continue to uh, make what is already kind of uh, a game that's in a league of its own, even more so. So uh, these guys, amazing developers, and uh, I guess they deserve uh, to be commended for it. Absolutely. Uh, headline, Affected the Manor, Complete Edition Revamps the Horror Experience for Halloween. So... Um, this is an update that's coming, and this is a significant update for those playing on PlayStation VR, as uh, PlayStation VR has yet to get the Gauntlet DLC or the Darkness DLC. This complete edition is going to bring both of those uh, over to PlayStation VR, but 
also for all platforms uh there, there's going to be various uh quality of life updates some uh, graphical stuff uh being uh tweaked and uh this is going to be again the complete edition aptly named um kind of perfect timing for this one right because uh i mean it's a virtual haunted house is literally what it is it's a it's a bit of a walking sim but it's very well done and despite of its age it continues to uh hold value at this time of year it's a great demo to put people in uh pretty much anyone can play this uh you know as long as somebody that knows how to work a thumbstick they can get through this thing and uh there's some legitimate scares in here it's something that i enjoyed uh even before the updates so uh glad to see them finally uh putting the uh the bow on this one and uh excited to see what the next one's going to be we know that they're still working on the other affected titles uh this is supposed to be a trilogy so now that they're putting uh the stamp on this one that we may at some time in the next year uh finally get the second installment of uh affected which yeah. i think is cool absolutely i'm looking forward to the next one how cool it is it that like you said timing wise obviously it's halloween um so anybody that's never played this um you're gonna get to play the best version of it that exists once it's um you know got this revamp and for um people like us us that have already played it um it's who knows what the revamp means right there might be new jump scares new new stuff that we go in there and and we see i don't know exactly what the revamp means but um it gives us another reason to go into it uh fresh right now in halloween time right so that's cool well well, I haven't played the darkness update yet, which uh, gives you a new path to walk down. And the only lighting uh, in the entire thing is from the candle that you're holding. So um, that in its own self is enough uh, to draw me back in uh, this Halloween season. You're going to do it on a Tuesday or uh, you can stream it for the uh, virtual strangers. Uh, now that we got new content, man, it might be something worth checking out, right? Yeah, well, I'm, here's the thing that like what we've got a week left in october and i've still got a pretty substantial list i'd like to hit your knee uh, so i'm not gonna, perfect, i'm not gonna get perfect excuse to call uh, out to work bro and then you could stream all all week dude and get paid absolutely. for it but uh one of the things i'm considering doing uh, on one of my few le remaining live streams is kind of a collection of shorter experiences and i think this might fit well into that so like we do yeah. this we do Caliban below. Uh, we do the, uh, the the bad dreams demo that just hit Steam. I mean, there's a there's a bunch of different shorter experiences that we could bundle together in a stream. Uh, so certainly a possibility that uh, that we do that before the end of the month. Wow, people need more relief a weasel. Uh, Gamertag VR joining the chat. What's up, GT? Thanks for stopping by. He says uh, you guys chatting about uh, HPG two. I shared that news thinking it was a firmware thing, but it's the hardware kind of killing the OG G2 and confirming the issues. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's new camera placement. They they basically just tweaked the way the cameras sit inside the uh, the the uh, housing there, and uh, and bingo, boingo, boingo, just a little bit more uh, a little bit more tracking area. And I don't i don't think necessarily that improvement confirms an issue i mean it's just improvement it's better it's better than it was now obviously you know one man's uh issue is another man's you know 
not an issue so obviously it's an issue for some people obviously it was an issue for you you sent yours back uh but it still remains my my go-to pcvr headset so uh you know again um improvement's good so i think at the end of the day it just uh, i think they they uh should be commended for it i mean they're not charging anymore they're not calling it something new they're just revising their design just so, making a better version which is always good right gamer tax is you all need more lethal weasel up inside you and i say you know who else needs more lethal weasel up inside her my mom oh yeah she does this is this is what i used to tell the the, the ladies when i was a young man surprising how well it worked <laughs> it works i'm sure uh anyway um uh, <laughs> pd getting in on the my mom uh the my mom train um headline demio finally gets some mid-game saves in the new update so uh, uh a much requested feature from the community here uh it takes a while to get through a game of demio and oftentimes that's what keeps me from choosing this when yeah. playing with friends is that i know i'm not going to see the end of the game i don't have time so uh fortunately now this is no longer an issue as we can start a game you know decide to uh to, to put it on hold for a little while and come back to it later now i don't know um i assume this this is stored locally on the hosts yes uh the, the host uh, hardware which is cool which means uh you know you can put it on hold for a year if you want to as long as you don't uh, erase the save file then uh you'll always be able to come back to it um this is a good update this is something that was much needed and uh but it's not all i mean there there were other uh patch notes here i think there's a new card uh a new kind of lamp uh the, there's a few tweaks to the uh the game on a on a material level as well not just all function so uh a great game gets even better and makes itself in my opinion more accessible on a day-to-day -day, um standpoint and i'm gonna go turn my air conditioner on roots uh, i'll just let you say a little bit about uh what you think about this update sure yeah uh well first off boy brown says are the saves only at the end of the level and they absolutely are so i guess once you go in and you you go to the store after the first one or second one or third one it saves it at that point you're allowed to have three saves i believe um per account i thought there was something else that said three on there i don't have this the um article in front of me but i think it's definitely well needed and what's kind of cool is the um the cards the, the couple of the cards that they brought in uh were really cool like one of them i guess it puts that light that you were talking about, Wes. It puts a light in a room, and it draws all the enemies into that light to damage them. Um, so uh, I thought that was kind of cool. And there was some other card that was put in there. Uh, plus the, like a the, bug lamp. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You got a bug lamp for uh, monsters. But um, what was the coolest thing is they've, they, you know, they didn't iron out um, exactly all the bug issues because uh, there was after the the second or that they released the update, um, the new Rat King or whatever. There was some issues that suddenly popped up. The biggest one being line of sight. Like you'd have shit just hitting you out of nowhere. Um, things that aren't even supposed to be able to hit you because of where they were at. And supposedly that stuff has been uh, fixed out as well. There were some issues that um, that was my main reason I haven't been back to it. Besides the uh, um, wanting a save was there was some uh, in that first game that we played in the Rat King was just ridiculous. The, some of the shit that was happening um, that it made it almost impossible for us to play it so i am kind of psyched to get back in there and uh check out the changes for sure absolutely as am i and uh the game um one step closer to its perfect version 
Yeah. Uh, I'm going to say it again. I've said it from day one. Spectator mode. All oh, this yeah. game needs now, uh, other than maybe a little bit, you know, some more like story DLC or game, you know, uh, new decks, we'll call it. You know, it could use a couple more new decks. Even if it's paid DLC, uh, they, they should expand their uh, their level set, enemy set. Um, but beyond that, uh, I want a spectator mode for this. This game is in a casual setting. It's meant to replicate the experience of standing around a table with your friends and playing a card-based RPG game. And anytime you've ever done that in real life, there's always more people standing around the table than the ones playing. And I feel like they need to bring that into this experience. Allow me to invite friends in for 20, 30 minutes to sit and talk to us while we play and watch. Uh, I wouldn't imagine that that would be very difficult to do from a technical standpoint and would add a lot of uh, value to the title, in my opinion, and in my use case. Yeah, absolutely. Because then you could have more groups of friends hanging out, you know, maybe eight people hanging out, and, you know, you're rotating people who get to play in between games or whatever. I don't know. Uh, definitely a good idea, and uh, hopefully they hear this and implement it. That'd be cool. Yeah, you wouldn't even have to give them an avatar. Just to, just to let them turn on voice chat and uh, move around the space you know having their own locomotion controls to you know uh to uh change their viewpoint or whatever um but you wouldn't have to give them an avatar they could be just kind of a a voice in the room if you will um you could even make it simplistic to. right and make it node you know they have like six nodes they can hang out and watch from my the biggest thing i wouldn't want is one of those fucking people watching the bastards um getting in my way so i can't see what's going on because you're not even in the game bro like you just stay off to the side you're a spectator spectate don't get in my way everything's good i won't get pissed so boy brown says demio is a great game with so much potential to be expanded over the years i agree i Absolutely. agree that they're, they've kind of hit the jackpot with this one uh i see this game being around for many years to come uh with many dlcs and free updates such as this one to uh, improve the user experience. Yep, absolutely. Uh, headline, Blade and Sorcery Dungeons Update 10. Uh, trailer reveals release date. So um, we reported on this a while back that um, Blade and Sorcery was finally going to give you something to do other than combat sandbox, which is what this game has needed for years. So, uh, you know, myself and a lot of people like me immediately um, excited about the potential for this game now because now there's actually going to be objectives and levels. And uh, we kind of speculated that this this is probably going to be, um, you know, something that happens way down the road. Uh, but I'm happy to say it does not appear to be the case. We got a trailer this week, uh, which, which shows off the uh you know the, the levels update uh roots why don't we take a look at that trailer right now
So there you have it, uh, Blade and Sorcery Levels Update, live now. This update dropped yesterday. Um, I like it, man. I like it. You know, we, we've often avoided uh, playing this game uh, because I don't, I, I, I don't really don't have anything for sandbox games, to be quite honest. They could have the coolest gameplay mechanics in the world, uh, but if it's a sandbox, it's a tech demo in my mind. And something like this taps into a whole new part of what makes vr so special we've talked about it before what makes playing vr games special is even the bad ones uh you know if the gameplay isn't that fun you still get something out of going into these worlds and exploring them and looking around it's not just a game it's a place that you get to visit and now uh blade and sorcery i think is taking the first huge step uh from becoming uh from being a tech demo into becoming a game uh roots i think this looks cool I mean, actually for the first time ever i kind of want to go play blade and sorcery now yeah it's giving us a reason like you were saying while we were watching it that gives us a reason to uh to get in there and check it out right um you know because it's not 2016 and swinging the sword around isn't enough anymore you know the best physics in the in the game or one of the best um i don't know if maybe alex was better or saints and sinners it's been so long since i've been in this game um but it was it was absolutely a tech demo an amazing tech demo it's one of the things that people like craved they wanted the uh i, I guess i credit all those youtube videos of all those cool deaths the slow-mo the stabbing the guy in the eye became a, a sensation right really got this game out there and um but it was a little bit shallow one out you know but now there's an actual uh some depth to it now i will add in the article it says you know this is like a step right they're they're working out the uh you know i guess the looting system to where you can progress with different stuff uh, so don't expect to go in there and have a full-fledged uh carnage chronicles um experience right but i will um, add that carnage chronicles took several years to be amazing like it is um i do have faith in this game and uh it is exciting to see it change and um, give people a reason to, to pick it up yeah, this looks cool, and I just hope that they continue down this path that they've started on because, as we recently reported, they are looking to bring this game to Oculus Quest. And as you know, that is no small task. It is something that's going to take some time and resources from their team, uh, which could otherwise be used to really leaning into this levels update. Now, with that said, no one could blame them if that's the route they decide yeah. to uh, take because uh you know we all gotta eat and uh that's you know that, that's the advantage of uh bringing your game to oculus quest you get to eat uh ham sandwiches instead of bologna so <laughs> now who doesn't love fried bologna i used to make like cut it up and fry it in the microwave when i was a kid uh pd says you know who else likes to get a good stab in the eye My mom. <laughs> oh yeah she does indeed she does so yeah yeah man I, I i just said words that i never thought i'd say i'm interested in playing blade and sorcery so well done developers yep. nice trailer uh i'm sure that uh january roots january we'll go in in january and check out blade and sorcery yeah yeah all i have to say for the de developers is you did it you did it we're excited <laughs> you did it well well done well done uh speaking of well done real vr fishing update delayed now coming november 6th so uh you know a highly anticipated uh update at least on my part 
this is a huge update for this game. It's going to make it into the game. I always wanted it to be. Uh, so, um, you know, disappointed that it didn't drop when it was supposed to. Sure. Uh, but we're talking about two to three weeks delay here. Not a big uh, change. They just uh, wanted a little more time to polish it. Uh, so I say get on them. Uh, we'd rather wait for the update than wait for a patch. So, uh, uh, you know, th this is one of two major updates coming this year, Roots. This one overhauling how the game plays and works and looks. Uh, and then uh, after this, we're going to get a big um, uh, update pack with a bunch of new environments and stuff in it too. Real world environments, of yeah. course. See, that's the thing. Uh, this oh, go ahead. No, I was just going to say this game's getting ready to go to the next level in a major way. Uh, so, uh, you know, they can take an extra 20 days if they want to. Yeah, absolutely. That's my my thought, too, is um, I don't think anybody's sitting here waiting on their pins and needles to get into there for the this for the new update because it, the game is already amazing. Um, and uh, and they're like you said, this isn't going to be even past what they've announced. I don't think that'll be the end of of this game. Um, they just keep upgrading and making it better and better. And um, and so I am excited to see what it's going to be like when it finally gets done on the 20th. Uh, you said December 20th, right? Um, no, November 6th. Oh, November 6th. Okay, that's right. I don't know why I got the 20th. But yeah, so November 6th. Uh, so we don't have that long to wait. And, um, and I, you know, the game was already amazing. And they've got so many um, cool locations coming. So uh, definitely a must-own game if you like fishing, in my opinion. Well, Raza says it's pretty damn real looking. It is, man. They use photogrammetry to uh, set these environments, and uh, it looks real. And even though, like, the original maps were all, like, taken from, like, I think Korea, uh, it looks like Kentucky, man. It looks like Kentucky. Yeah. Uh, with the exception of uh, just a couple of uh, uh, limited couple of maps, most of it looks like environments that I would typically go fishing in. That's what's so, beautiful uh, about the Earth, man. It's like... The different the only differences are in us you know what i mean right. like the, everything's so similar that if you go over to russia korea japan china wherever you're going to find yourself looking at nature that looks very similar to your own backyard uh because it is so. except for those bees man those africanized bees they're pretty uh they're pretty aggressive out here yeah there's a but, lot but but <laughs> they don't have to deal with uh murder hornets oh that's true do. that's true we got those coming yeah, exciting sure. <laughs> uh headline uh budget cuts to mission insolvency getting a new game mode update on the 28th of this month uh no idea what this is roots it looks like maybe some kind of a uh, uh, hide and seek type thing for halloween kind of a spooky little hide and seek game but that's just pure speculation on my part but in looking at footage for it um i don't know what it is but the fact that this is getting anything at all at this point i think is uh pretty amazing right this is a good game uh you know any new uh bonus content for this at this point in this in the you know this game came out a while back now um so this is cool out of nowhere we get more uh playable content for budget cuts too yeah it's free i always think of this wes whenever i think of some things i, I in my mind they'll be time stamped by like oh well alex was here when we talked about this you know, or whatever, or certain people. And I'm like, dude, that's that's a long time. I think he was here. But, you know, that, that tells me it's been a while. And so, like you said, the fact that they're still adding to it, um, hopefully it's not something kind of, you know, 
uh, generic, but uh, I think it'll be a reason to go and check it out anyway, right? It's Halloween time. Absolutely. Uh, well, Russ says, well, I haven't heard about this in a while. I still need to get nice what game? Hmm, budget well, budget, cuts, budget too, cuts too, I think. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm assuming that's what you're talking about. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe he's talking to somebody else in the... Uh... Oh, okay. It's two different statements. Oh, so, I like... gotcha. He says he hasn't heard he hasn't heard about this in a while. He still needs to get it. I agree. This is a good game. You should play it, especially if you like stealth games. Stealth adventure games this is a good one. Um, he's talking to Evie Man versus Gas, who's in the chat. Hello, Evie Man. Hello, Diz, by the way, who joined us a few minutes ago. Um, he says, hi, guys. I lost track of time. I was playing VR for about seven hours straight, to which Wolveraza replies, nice. What game? Mm. Um, yeah, what so, game? Yeah. Uh, Diz said he didn't like No Man's Sky. Early. Resident Evil. I guarantee you. I guarantee it's Resident Evil Four. Guarantee it. Well, I thought it was Oshiwash. Oh, I heard he's got yeah. a real foot fetish going for uh, VR. Taco Face could be. Taco <laughs> face, <laughs> yeah, it could be Taco Face. Yeah, there's some good quality uh, Vive Viveport Infinity titles that we talked about in the past. Suck your time. Anyway, uh, Budget Cuts 2, a great game already. Uh, cool that they're still supporting it, honestly. Um, I'd like to see it come to PlayStation VR at some point. Hopefully, they're working on that. Um, but, yeah, uh, cool update. Uh, look forward to checking it out. Yep. Uh, one more headline uh, to get to before we, uh, before we get into the week's featured stories. And, you know, week after week after week, especially over the last month, we have been... Uh, Oh, he said actually it was real fishing VR while he was playing. Oh, wow. I could see that happening too. That's, uh, you know, fishing, man. You lose track and time fishing, right? Yeah, for sure. Uh, anyway, um, week after week after week, we've been highlighting these stories and all evidence of the quickened pace, uh, kind of the, the race for VR has begun. All of these different companies jumping in the hat, funding, flying left and right for any kind of VR startup, getting millions of dollars to uh, develop its technology. Truly a magical time. The second race for VR has officially begun, and uh, everybody's getting in. Everybody except Xbox. Xbox still won't adopt VR, as Phil Spencer applauds Sony, Oculus, and Valve's work. Uh, interesting article here, Roots. Nothing new unless you dig a little bit deeper here um xbox they're still saying the same things that they've always said what's different here is how they're saying it uh typically they've been kind of aggressive almost insulting toward vr uh they're taking a more conciliatory tone here like they're uh, genuinely impressed with the work that everyone else has done in the space uh although they still are going to resign themselves to admiring it from a distance. Now, that's kind of the scope of the article. That's kind of the uh, the analysis of VR Focus, who uh, who brought brought us this article. Uh, but I noticed something a little bit different that they didn't mention in the article. And I just want to read to you here some of the quotes from Phil Spencer, and I want to see if anybody else picks up on uh, what I'm picking up on here. And let me just a moment uh, scroll down to what I'm talking about. All right. Spencer recently spoke during Wall Street Journal's tech event, which is behind a paywall. And when asked about VR, he responded by saying, 
I think that when we think about immersion, we think about mixed reality, virtual reality. I'll even take it to the metaverse, which seems to be the buzzword of the day now. We're big believers in that software platform and the devices that will enable it. Absolutely. But we're focused a lot more on the software side of that right now. When I think about immersive worlds and I think about the connection of a player and a community, that's something that's very high on our investment list. Uh, and he goes on to say, um, I think that the hardware innovation that's happening is great and it's an important enabler. But right now I'm deciding to stay more on the software side of that enablement. I believe it will scale better in the long run. And you know, I applaud what Sony's doing. I applaud what Oculus is doing. And I have applaud what Valve has done. I mean, there's a lot of good players out there that have done some amazing VR work. So that's the entirety of the quote uh, in this article from Phil Spencer. Did you notice anything a bit di different about what he's saying here compared to what some of the quotes we've heard from him in the past? Ah, absolutely. I mean, for one, like you said at the beginning, the, the fact that he's not throwing it under the bus and he's complimenting um, the other uh, people in the room for VR, uh, the other companies. But he's what I read into it, which was, you know, it was in there, um, is it was, and then you kind of see it because you've seen it in the past and we've discussed it and we're like, oh shit, they're, they're buying uh, this company and they, they put out a really good game. What was uh, uh, that one third person, um, one that was so amazing that they just picked up. We were thinking they might not uh, put- Sinuous, sinuous yeah. sacrifice. So we were thinking, oh shit, hopefully they don't nix the VR version. Well, what I'm reading in this is that's absolutely not gonna happen. They're saying, look, we, we're not focusing on the, the hardware. Let, let Sony do that, let Oculus do that. We're gonna focus on the software. We're gonna make VR games or VR experiences or whatever. Um, I mean, and he said it in two or three different ways in that that um, quote. Uh, I like, and it, I got excited. I thought, okay, well, this this everything, all the pieces fell into place for me. It was like, oh shit, like this is exactly why they've been off, been offstandish about the hardware, but we've seen them aggressively buying studios that have been that are putting out VR content, and it didn't make sense. But now, to me, it does. You, you nailed it, man. That's exactly what I was driving at here. I can't recall ever hearing Phil Spencer supposedly say, and, and obviously it's not just me reading into it because you saw it too. It seemed like three times there he said he was going to focus on making VR software. Yeah. Like I've never heard him say that before. Up until this point, I've been deathly afraid that we aren't going to get the, uh, the, the VR mode for the Hellblade sequel. Uh, I was afraid that you might not see any more Bethesda VR games. You know, they picked up Bethesda. Um, and now here we have Phil Spencer saying it time and time again, we're focusing on immersive software. And even to the point of saying that these other guys are doing great work making hardware, which enables us to make the software. Uh, so I, I'm excited about this, man. I think that this is, uh, you know, circumstantial evidence we'll call it that uh we're going to see some of these xbox titles when they come to the pc version uh have vr support and that's huge for me because as you know hellblade vr is one of my favorite vr games uh i really want um i really want this sequel to support vr 
And for the first time, I feel like since Microsoft picked up Ninja Theory, uh, I think that there's a possibility that that could actually happen. Absolutely. And it's it's good news in a couple other ways, too. Um, you know, it could be good news for PC VR uh, because people, you know, we just talked about uh, some Microsoft headsets, right? Microsoft is in the um, business with their own headsets in a separate thing. The only thing that this is Xbox, right? This is Xbox that isn't going to get it. And it also could, you know, at some point we could see they, no matter how offstandish they are, um, we could see their own headset plug into their console at some point and bring them right into the game. Um, and that wouldn't be outside of the, the, you know, the case for anything. It's just they're focusing on the software is what I read, uh, which is amazing because they make real, you know, the, the, the studios they picked up make amazing games. And, uh, right. And, you know, I think that it's, we should point out that in effect, what an Xbox is, is a, just a, a slightly modified x86 PC. Is like they could start supporting VR headsets that's not even their own uh, overnight. Like they don't have to manufacture hardware mm. to support VR on Xbox. Uh, now, I do think that they're going to get in the game at some point. I do think that it's probably still a 50 50 chance that we see it during this console generation. Mm. Uh, but with that said, I think. I also think that Xbox is going to look to shorten the console generation probably by half. I think we'll see a new iteration of Xbox uh, probably within three years. So um, who knows whether it'll be this one or the next one. Uh, I could care less. I mean, as long as their games are going to be uh, going to support VR, then I'm happy. I could care less if their console, like I have, a, again, I have a, a gaming PC uh, it'd kind of be nice to get some more return on that investment, not have to go buy another console. So yeah, how how smart would it be if they did down the road, um, as an answer to Sony to some extent, um, allow their console to use every headset out there, and so you know, um, not that Sony would people that had the PlayStation Five VR are gonna are care because they're so amazing, their headset's gonna be so amazing, um, but you know, it'd be so versatile, right? And like you said, it could be done overnight um, if it's what they decided to do. So. Right, right. And um, I think at some point we'll see that because I fully expect PlayStation 5 VR to be a huge success and, you know, uh, be another level for VR the way that Oculus Quest 2 has over the last year. I think that, uh, you know, the, the Sony VR is going to take it even to the next level because of uh, the software support for it. Like they're going to bring some big IPs into VR going to get people's attention and people are going to want it and uh you know oculus quest is going to continue to grow i'm sure i'm sure what valve does is going to uh make waves as well and then we have apple vr which is going to kind of make vr this luxury thing that people want so it's all coming together uh, at, at the same time and uh i feel like uh as is usually the case uh microsoft is going to be late to the party they're going to get drugging kicking and screaming um, but again, I, I really, if, as long as they're making the games, I could care less if they do or they don't. Yeah. Onikazi says, uh, that's Anthony level stuff. And, uh, to some extent, there's a lot of projection out there. I think it's a very probable, probable stuff though, um, of good chance of happening. Uh, but who knows? Future is the future and a lot of things are in play, but it is interesting, um, either way. And we'll find out for sure pretty soon here, um, what's happening with that software, right? So for sure. 
Anyway, that's going to wrap up headlines for the week and get us into the week's featured stories. The first story this week coming to us from Upload VR. After the fall is this month's Upload Access title on Upload VR. And this past week, they published an interview with Vertigo Games community manager, Hamtu Boy. I, I assume that's how you pronounce that. If it's not, my apologies, sir. Uh, if you're watching this, um, I'm not good with words. <laughs> <laughs> uh, to talk about what to expect from the upcoming co-op shooter. Early on in the interview, Tom Two cites Arizona Sunshine as inspiration for the game, specifically Arizona Sunshine's Horde Mode, which supports up to four-player co-op. The team also played a lot of other zombie shooters, many of which were non-VR in an effort to see what works versus what doesn't work with regard to the genre. When asked about the campaign mode, Tamtu described it as sort of an onboarding process for the larger game, stating that its main purpose is just to teach the player the core mechanics of the game. He also mentions that each mission, which are about 20 minutes long on average, can be revisited with modifiers, which allows players to more quickly progress their characters, weapons, uh, more quickly progress their, their characters and weapons for use in the game's non-campaign modes. Uh, he also mentions that revisiting the missions is something that players will do frequently, and enemy spawns will vary on each run in an attempt to keep it fresh um as someone who prefers a story-driven campaign i must admit i find this focus on replayability a little concerning although i'm happy to hear that future story dlc is already in production which means that the launch version of the game is only going to be the beginning of what we get here with this one uh temp2 estimates that the onboarding process will take the average player about four to five hours to complete um with multiplayer being such a huge focus of the game, the studio has developed a hub area for players to meet and interact. This hub area will include players from all platforms. Uh, Oculus Quest, Oculus Rift, SteamVR, PlayStation VR, all players meeting up in the same area to customize their weapons and plan out uh, runs uh, into the game's various areas. Uh, after the fall, due to launch later this year, again on Oculus Quest 2, PSVR and PCVR headsets, an Oculus Quest 1 version will follow later on in 2022. Roots, mixed emotions here. Like, I've been so excited for this game for so long. Uh, I think that it it's, has the potential to be a light contender for Game of the Year. And then we come out and hear all this PR speak right before it launches about replayability. Uh, we have an estimated four to five hour campaign here, which can be played single player or co-op. Um, but how many times have we heard this before? Four to five hours only to get in and find a two to three hour campaign. Like this is an esp estimation from the studio. That doesn't mean that there's actually four to five hours here. Um, are you concerned at all about the story mode maybe not having as much substance as we wanted it to have? Yeah, it definitely sounds like they're tampering uh, expectations, right? And maybe they're just being wise and trying to make sure that, you know, everything's everybody doesn't have such a high expectation they go into it and 
look at it um, in a negative way. Um, but I'll, that's what this is the one I was telling you about, like just the playing the game we played we played last night, um, playing Back for Blood um, with Mash and, and Techno Glitch recently, which is another flat game, the the, the fourth version of Left for Dead, right? Um, I also have had some experience in, in similar type of games, and um, and I don't want the Survive version, and I want the Back for Blood version. Back for Blood is so fucking amazing the way it's done. Um, that uh, my expectations because of that flat game are made this game. I, I might, what I want out of this game is is that I don't know that I'll get that, but I I think it's still going to be similar. It's definitely going to be hands down better than Arizona Sunshine um, from what I see in the videos and here. And Arizona Sunshine was amazing. Um, so I, I I do um, I do think that maybe maybe they were looking at our podcast and they were looking at West Time. For after the fall, four to five hours, but in roots time, it might be uh, three to four because I might go right through and I'm not exploring as much. I don't know. Hopefully not. Well, uh, I'm I'm hopeful, hopeful that their estimation is accurate. If it's a four to five hour campaign, kind of my bare minimum. That's what I want. Uh, but you know, five hours is good enough for me. Like I really enjoyed Arizona Sunshine. I return to it a lot. Um, and that was about five hours, if I'm not mistaken, right? About five hours to play through Arizona Sunshine. Yeah, and everything that I said about Survive that was amazing, I guarantee is going to be in this game, and there's not going to be the jank. You know what I mean? So I guarantee I'm going to love it. Um, just from what I experienced last night in the jank fest, um, I loved that game. I didn't like some of the what I experienced, but um, I'm excited to see what this is going to be. Like just the fact that you see a horde of about 40 or 50 things coming at you, uh, that's going to be very intimidating. Even if you have four of you standing there. Uh, so that's going to be super cool. Yeah. Uh, I think that's kind of the bottom line here. This game has been in development forever and it's obviously going to be polished uh, to a degree that's uncommon in VR. Like this is going to be, it's going to seem like a legit AAA game, I think. I think this is going to seem like a AAA VR game uh, in terms of, of quality and polish. Uh, and it makes me think back to Fract. That's what I was just uh, thinking. And while, and while Fract is a different kind of game, uh, it's a game that they were claiming to be four to five hours campaign, which turned out to be two to three hours. It took me about three and a half to play through it. Um and while at the end of the day, I was disappointed uh, only because I wanted more of it. It was so good. I wanted more. Um, the way we typically dealt with that in our review, when we were giving suggestions, how they could have added more content to it was through various game modes and through multiplayer. And we already know that after the fall already has all that. Like, in fact, from the sounds of this interview that, the 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 campaign is just kind of uh, a small piece of the big picture here. Like they expect this to be a, a, a multiplayer game. The, the way that it seems to be structured, roots is there's a there's a multiplayer progression going on here with your weapons, with your characters, and the way that you're going to progress is by revisiting story missions. Mm. So you're going on kind of like these supply run type deals, like you would in a Walking Dead game back into the areas of the game that you played through uh, with, with the story content, only uh, the, the enemies are going to be different. The 
the placement of the enemies are going to be different and um and according to this developer the um the difficulty mode that you set is going to impact your experience greatly and uh it's going to be a kind of a this feedback uh loop of risk reward you go in mm -hmm. on a higher difficulty where you might not succeed but if you do succeed you're going to be rewarded with some uh you know with some awesome weapon or some awesome ability uh that you wouldn't have gotten otherwise mm. so um i'm still hopeful i'm still hopeful for this game uh, i've just uh, you know a few red flags go up when you hear this kind of speak because you know it could go either way we've had we've heard this kind of stuff before and we've had it go both ways mm. so uh, you know cautiously optimistic about this one going forward still think it could be game of the year uh, but but for the first time in a long time uh there's any doubt in my mind about it so uh i guess we're just gonna have to wait and see i don't think we're gonna have to wait very long by the way no no i don't think so either smart um smart doubt but i don't you know obviously you know or a little bit of doubt but i, I my thing is um the good news for everybody that's watching this now is it is vertigo games um, and we know what to expect with Arizona Sunshine, and we know that they've stepped up their game from from that game. Um, so I, I I I'm more optimistic than uh, um, you know what I mean. Like if it was if it was an unknown uh, developer or somebody that didn't have such a good uh, reputation in my mind, um, I'd be a little bit more worried than I am optimistic. But uh, but like you said, we don't have that long to wait. Yeah, I think I'm going to own this on multiple platforms, Ruth. I think that uh, with it being a cross-platform game that we can all play together, I think that it's going to benefit me to own this on every platform, like PC, Quest. Yeah, with your family, right? And it has and and it has AIM controller support, Ruth. Like, this is going to support AIM on PlayStation, so... Oh, my God. Like, there's that, <laughs> you know? Uh, uh, Wolveraza says he noticed the silencer was heating up. That you'll it looks like yeah, apparently you sh might be able to overheat your weapons which uh that's pretty there's cool. a lot of focus on yeah there's a lot of focus on the weapons in this game in fact i think that that's the main feedback reward loop in this game is through uh, customization of the weapons he the developer gave an example of uh turning on a higher difficulty to go into a map uh so that you can um gain the attachment to change the fire mode of a gun so oh. if you've got a gun is almost perfect but you don't like the way it fires turn the difficulty up go back in play through some of these maps and uh you may be able to gain the uh attachment to change that gamma gun up and make it perfect for you which only allows you to become more powerful and progress even further uh on higher difficulties so wow. it's, again it's kind of this loop that you get into uh again uh, you know that is something that exists outside of the story mode uh, that gives this game uh, a lot of replayability especially with friends yeah talk about smart talk about an amazing way to um to get replayability and get you interested in going back in there uh because you're going to start on the normal level and you might not be able to play the nightmare level to get you might have to play through that normal several times to get upgrade to get to the nightmare or whatever it is that's really cool so I think we're going to know soon. I think that this game's coming uh, within the next month or so. Uh, uh, you know, there there are clues that indicate this. I'm not just trying to be Westradamus here. Uh, 
you know, the, the fact that this is an upload access game is a pretty big clue. Actually, typically, games tend to launch right after the, uh, the upload access period's over with. Um, beyond that, um, the developer has made allusions to the fact that this game isn't coming after the fall. Like, it's called After the Fall, but they pretty much said it ain't coming after the fall, which means it's coming during the fall, which is a pretty limited window, right? It means it's coming out within the next seven, eight weeks or so. Yeah, uh, yeah, we're so, running out of fall, Wes. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, my probably my most highly anticipated unreleased game at this point after the fall, uh, and we're not going to have much longer to wait. Uh, I'm glad. Well, you know, as much as I hate to have any doubt in my mind about it, I am kind of glad that. They're coming out and trying to manage expectations with it because you know how it goes. It could be a great game. If people's expectations are, are, are out of control, uh, it could end up getting negative reviews unfairly. And um, it's good to see them kind of try to pump the brakes on everybody here a little bit. Uh, and, and these guys know what they're doing. They've been in the game from uh, since day one and uh, very actively uh, participating as publishers as well as developers. So... They know what they're doing. I'm going to choose to trust them. Uh, I'm sure this game is going to have a high price tag when it launches. Uh, hopefully, we'll at least get one review copy of it so I don't have to buy it on every platform. That would be um, nice. Well, I mean, I put, I put our name in the hat, so we'll see how that goes. Cool. Well, I guess we don't have much longer. Seven, eight weeks max. Uh, yep. Theoretically, uh, probably sooner than that, so... Yeah, I would. You know, it wouldn't shock me if I mean if it came out this week. It wouldn't shock me. Yeah, I wouldn't either. Uh, the way things drop in VR, and like you said, the fact that um, uploads got access to it right now, and uh, most developers don't like to give up, give that out unless they're ready to uh, um, release the game. So, uh, Drell says, "Killer mullet, nine out of ten. I disagree. I don't think there's any such thing as a killer mullet. If you have a mullet, you need to go to the barber and tell him you're tired of looking like an asshole. And this I'm is coming from Kentucky. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, I, that's a quote from a song, actually. Oh. A Wesley Willis song. <laughs> it's a Wesley Willis song called Cut the Mullet. And that's uh, one of the lyrics. Go to Who the barber and tell him you're tired of looking like an asshole. Mm. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, let, let's move on to our second featured story. This one from VR Focus, uh, this is a game we've talked about before. I don't know if you remember. Developer Pumpkin VR about to host a week-long demo event on Steam for its upcoming VR title, Quantar. Uh, Quantar is a hero brawler that is inspired by games like Super Smash Bros. and League of Legends, which supports single-player, online multiplayer, and co-op gameplay with Brawl, two versus two, and a four-player party mode. Uh, let's take a quick look at their teaser trailer for this Steam demo event. So there you have it. Uh, this is um, it, it's a it's a fighting game for VR, and I and I'd like to sit here and say that we've never seen anything like this in VR before, Roots. But in fact, we actually have. Insomniac 
made a, uh, a fighting game in the early days of Oculus Rift called, uh, what was it called? Primal something? I don't even remember what it was called. Uh, but um, this is a bit different. And I don't know if you remember back to when we covered this game before. And, and I'm completely going off of memory here. But it seems to me like I remember when we covered this the first time that there was there's going to be a multiplayer hub in this game too and it's kind of put together like a sports bar where you can spectate other people's matches and uh what i really think is cool about this um this game roots is uh the point of view that you can you have some options here with how you play it you can get up close and personal with these battles but you don't have to you can also kind of you know, look down into the arena like uh, Demio style and, and play as well, mm. uh, which is cool. I think that uh, I think that the social aspect of a game like this is going to be huge. So the fact that you get to play and spectate in this kind of like relaxed social environment, I think is going to be half of the hook of a game like this. Yeah, yeah, it looks amazing. You know, um, Wolverazza said he showed it to his kid, and uh, his kid's a huge Super Smash Brothers fan said it looks cool but it doesn't look as cool as um even close to smash brothers well first off we have no idea because we don't know what the abilities of these things are you know we have the love for bowser and all the different characters so of course you're going to love that more than you would love this this could be amazing but what i see with this wes um one is uh you know we're going to be seeing smash brothers in vr um in the near future whenever nintendo gets into it this is proof positive and two this is proof positive that um you don't need to be first person, bro. Uh, you don't even need to have hand presence. You can use a controller just like you're going to end up using here to do all your favorite moves and play the game and have an amazing fun time with your friends in a uh, in a, a top-down situation where you, you feel like you're in the environment. You're seeing all the stuff in a cool way, um, and it's as close or as far away as you want. But what I also see, which is the coolest thing for me, is potentially... League of Legends in VR. Um, that game is so fucking amazing. I can only imagine how cool it would be in VR. And this is just proof to me that all of these games that we love that aren't first person are not only possible in VR, but they're going to come. Um, even with people kicking and screaming, screaming at the top of their lungs, VR is first person, bro. You have to have hand presence. No, you don't. I, 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 this is what I hear when I hear people say that, Wes. Blah, 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 blah. That's what I hear. Blah, blah, blah. For real. For real. EV man versus guesses, and this is 3D versus 2D. Exactly. Exactly. And that's what makes it so cool is to see these little guys, uh, you know, going at it in front of you. Um, you know, it's one of those things we often talk about that gets the, the kind of cool factor of VR across more quickly is when you start playing with scale. And, uh, you know, being a giant in this world where these little guys are fighting in this little arena uh, is a cool a cool aspect to me. And then you have the social stuff on top of that, which kind of makes it next level. Um, Space Dennis enjoying the chat says, give me this in Metroid Prime. Give me this in Pikmin VR. So he's just kind of, uh, you know, echoing what you're saying here with regards to these type of games. Like it doesn't always have to be first person simulation type stuff sometimes just being in the game world uh is enough especially when it comes to these type of classic proven genres uh bringing them into vr with, with a gamepad in your hand 
uh, absolutely viable for most people. This is where the disconnect is, Wes, with a lot of people. They'll say, hand presence, first person. Then they'll go into a rave about how they are able to play Super Smash Brothers and Vorpex in 3D. Uh, you know what I mean? Um, not first person, not with a hand presence, but because they did it with a program that wasn't supposed to do it, it's magical. Now the game is released in a in an actual form that way, and it's like, eh, no hand presence. Um, or it's a mod, or whatever. The, it's just, it's so weird, man. It's, it's, it's double-minded. Uh, well, these people don't use logic. Now, these these same people will uh, will criticize uh, an amazing game like Boneworks for being a tech demo, but at the same time <laughs> will 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 praise Blade and Sorcery for being this awesome game yeah. when it's literally a tech demo. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, yeah, we know we all know who we're talking about. We're talking about you. You know who you are. <laughs> yes. Um, Anyway, uh, the Quanta, the Quantar demo will offer up two maps and four heroes, each with their own particular fighting skills. Uh, the final version is going to bump the character roster up to 12. Uh, so this is just the demo. The demo, two maps, four heroes. Um, players can engage from in battles from two points of view, as an observer overlooking, as we just said, or by partnering up with the hero to knock opponents off the arena or bomb them into the air. Uh, Quantar will feature quote a deep precision. I'm sorry, a deep progression and rune system, as well as cosmetic upgrades to customize and enhance your characters. Uh, Quantar's free week-long Steam VR demo begins Friday, so the day after uh, Facebook Connect, October 29th, supporting Oculus Rift, Ooh. HTC Vive. Valve Index and WMR. Uh, Pumpkin VR has slated an early 2022 release for the project, with Oculus Quest support also in the works. Oh, it's exciting! Looks cool. Absolutely. Sur Paris, vous êtes sur MTL, la radio qui vous réveille chaque matin. J'espère que vous allez bien, mes chers franciliens, car cette journée s'annonce rayonnante.
Right, so there we have it. That was Project Terminus VR. Episodic survival horror game Project Terminus has been available on Steam Early Access since March and on SideQuest for nearly two years. By the way, this article, again, coming to us from VR Focus. Uh, this week, it will finally make the first official appearance on the Oculus Store for both Quest and Oculus Rift. Set in Paris, France, Project Terminus VR takes players on a terrifying journey through the city, both above and below ground, as they try to avoid the assimilated. Swarms of nanites have been attacking cities, turning the population into a combination of biological and robotic matter that's now devoid of their previous personality. With no idea where these nanites came from and the military locking down the city, players have to survive using whatever resources that they can find. Supporting single player as well as online cross-platform uh, co-op multiplayer for up to four people, developer CVR has built Project Terminus VR around typically difficult survival mechanics and realistic VR interactions to immerse players in the experience. The launch, project, the launch of Project Terminus VR for Oculus Quest and Rift is going to be Act 1 of a multi-part story-driven campaign that should, play, that should supply players with several hours of gameplay. Additionally, an arcade mode will provide many campaigns and wave-based action on three exclusive maps. Project Terminus VR also has its own map editor, so players can create, share, and play their own custom maps. Project Terminus VR set to launch on Oculus Quest and Rift on the 28th of October, fully cross-by, cross-play compatible with SteamVR, uh, Roots Awesomeness. Yeah, yeah, horror, multiplayer. Or is it co-op or multiplayer? Is it two players or did it say it was more than two? I didn't, you yeah. know who else is a multiplayer whore? My mom! Oh, whore. I think you said a horror. Uh, yeah, either way, right? Oh, horror. Horror. <laughs> you said horror. Yeah. <laughs> the game that doesn't have feet presence is complete trash, Sion says. I don't know that many games that do actually have that. Um, but, you know. Ashiwash. Uh, you know, Ashiwash. Yeah, it's got a lot of uh, foot uh, stuff in there. Uh, Yesery Bob says, uh, whoever said VR needs to be a first person with hand presence um um he hasn't heard anybody say that since 2016 we hear it all discord time. yeah invitation it, in the description below discord <laughs> virtual yeah. strangers discord yeah it's a good point because literally we see it almost daily uh in the our community and uh and that's why i bring it up but uh it definitely does not need to be absolutely and it could be partial it could be both but uh getting back to this amazing horror game um i think it looks really cool and the fact that you're getting to go uh that's like multi up and below the city right like you're going in the sewers or something i don't know uh definitely looks really cool and it's coming out right before halloween right yeah th thank god this is a, a co-op game because uh this don't look easy man like this is that they're going for realism here and survival horror with an emphasis on the survival as well as the horror we hear that survival horror thrown around a lot uh, but those games typically aren't, you know, you're, you're really, you know, hanging on by a thread, which kind of seems like what they're going for here. Like you're, you're barely making it and uh, really carefully, you know, 
scavenging for supplies. Um, you know, I see elements here of uh, Silence Baby actually is, you know, into the radius, although it's a different type of game than that. It's a little less action oriented and a little more story focused. Uh, but there's certainly elements of that going on here. Um, this looks cool, man. This looks like uh, right down my alley. And uh, so happy that uh, this is a uh, uh, not only a co-op game, but dude, this is cross-platform. Like Oculus players can play with Steam players, which is atypical uh, for a, a game like this. I mean, this was a, this was initially a side quest game, right? This isn't the 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 type of production that you normally see that spans uh, platforms the way this one does. Uh, super impressive. Um, on paper again though i haven't played it since its very earliest days so uh time will tell how good it actually is yeah no short time for us we'll be checking out early access soon uh, that's for everybody else it comes out what october 28th so that's uh three days before halloween you may have just found your halloween game to stream uh people out there um as well as us so uh, Danny Skelling joining the chat says, what's up, boys? Happy to be able to catch a live stream, even if it probably ends soon. Yeah, we're, we're getting there, but you still got some meat left on the bone here. Yeah. Uh, I was glad to get on uh, a little earlier than we have been lately because I thought maybe people like Danny might pop in uh, if we could. Uh, you know, we're, it's, it's hard to find that sweet spot where we can catch people in California and catch people in uh, the United Kingdom as well. We may and, have just uh, found it. Like yeah, I think the late afternoon is kind of the, for me, the late afternoon is kind of the, the time where everyone can attend for at least for a little while. Uh, and it's kind of important for me, uh, at least to me, not for me, um, that Wes gets a little rest in between his marathon prep for the show, getting off of work, getting no sleep, trying to juggle his family, um, do everything that for them as well. Uh, Kind of nice to go in the, somewhere in the middle where you at least have a couple hours. When we used to go in the morning, you didn't get any sleep. It was up all night going straight into the show. Um, yeah. Nah, not cool. Yeah, that that would go back and watch those shows. Zombie <laughs> host. Zombie West. That one. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I'm glad to get at least a little bit of rest in between uh, the prep and execution. Um, uh, traveling man wants to know uh, is it a full game with sequels or like vader immortal and tiny half hour sections i don't know how long it is i didn't didn't notice that it said act one so it's clearly uh, is going to be in parts um I, I guess that'll be something we can find out more from the devs if it's something they you know plan on having dlc or maybe you know yeah I, I don't know for sure i do know it's episodic i don't think it's like super sure i don't think it's anything like vader immortal or anything like that uh, I do think there's hours of gameplay here, so uh, I, I wouldn't be like, I wouldn't be too worried about the the length of the game. I think that uh, th there's going to be enough game here, enough enough here to. Uh, I mean, unless they come out and price it crazy, I don't know what mm. the price of this thing's going to be, but I don't think it's going to be that expensive. You know who is concerned about the length, Wes? My mom. <laughs> Very concerned. Uh, indeed. Uh, no, but man, I, I'm looking forward to uh, checking this out. I'm glad the developers join us in chat and are going to provide us with uh, uh, with early access to it. I, I was going to uh, I was going to write the email. Like I've got I've got two or three I need to write, and uh, luckily now I don't have to do that one. So uh, big shout out to them and a big thank you. Uh, this one coming to a Wednesday show near you very very soon. Yep. Um, as soon as they let us talk about it, I mean, 
should be as early as next uh, next Wednesday. So. Absolutely. Um, anyway, um, more again, more on this in the in the very near future, and uh, I guess we'll, we'll leave it at that and move on to our fourth and final game, uh, our fourth and final featured story, rather. This one coming to us from VR Scout, Transformers Beyond Reality. During day two of the Hasbro Pulse Convention, a two-day virtual event showcasing exclusive Hasbro products and events, the company announced its first-ever at-home VR game, Transformers Beyond Reality, for PSVR as well as SteamVR headsets. In Transformers Beyond Reality, you'll join the legendary Autobots as they battle their longtime enemies, the Decepticons, in an effort to save Earth, as well as Cybertron, Roots, roll the footage. For you, we have our first ever at-home virtual reality game. It's from Metaphor Interactive. It's called Transformers Beyond Reality. And from the comfort of your home, you get to join the Autobots and use incredible Cybertronium-based tech in the fight to defeat the Decepticons and save both Earth and planet Cybertron. As the Decepticons have discovered a synthetic dark energon and they're using its corrupting power to take over Cybertron and strip Earth of its resources. So take a look. So there we have it. Transformers VR dropping uh, from out of nowhere. While playing this arcade-style first-person shooter, players can take on the role of an Autobot and stand side-by-side -side with iconic characters such as Optimus Prime and Bumblebee. Using the power of Cybertronian-based technology, players will battle Megatron and his mechanical minions. According to Hasbro, Transformers Beyond Realities will be ready for launch on Steam VR and PlayStation VR just in time for the holidays. So, um, big franchise here, Roots Transformers. I mean, uh, arguably Transformers bigger today than it was even when we were kids. Uh, there's a whole new generation of fans for this. Uh, but interestingly, this looks more like the Transformers from when we were kids mm. than the uh, the modern day movies. Uh, what do you think about this? Uh, well, I mean, I guess um, Space Denison in the chat says it looks goofy. Um, and it, it could be. It could be goofy. It could be cool. It could be um, very nostalgic. You know, it could be that they're going for a nostalgic feel, like for uh, nostalgia for people that, um, you know, most of the people in VR that uh, would really geek out about this, like Gamer Tag or Wolveroz or anybody that loves, um, you know, Transformers. They might really uh, enjoy it. I I think it kind of looks like a, a rail shooter, 
maybe it could be an experience I, I don't know if it would be better to have this or you know the whole idea in my mind um whenever i thought of vr would be like the movies and how cool it would be to watch like a car turn into a robot right before your eyes right and i don't know if that's going to necessarily be happening in this cartoony looking type of world but um you know there's a lot of questions i have a lot more questions after watching it than uh than before uh you said transformers and i went oh dude i know exactly what this is going to be like well now i don't know what the fuck it is i have no idea it could be good so yeah um i think it could go either way like uh obviously it's good looking like the the visuals are, are seem to be quite polished as to be expected from a big company like uh, hasbro um but uh it seems like maybe this was something that was has probably been in development for a long time this seems like it could be an early vr game uh, when you look at the, the gameplay style but that doesn't necessarily mean it's bad like uh it, just from the little bit of footage we got here it looks like this is uh going to be something akin to uh archangel which is a mech uh based uh you know first person rail shooter um and i love i love archangel it's a fun game so if it's like that it'll be cool um it really it's gonna you're it's not something that you're gonna be able to tell until you play it whether or not it's fun uh it could as easily as easily as it, it could be archangel it could also turn out to be wolfenstein cyberpilot <laughs> which which was kind of the height of mediocrity so uh I don't know. I think it's cool that we have another one of these big franchises in uh, VR, but uh, fingers crossed it doesn't go the way of like the, uh, you know, what was the other one? Voltron VR or like, uh, or like the Ghostbusters experiences were, were oh, garbage. God. Like, uh, hopefully it won't be something like that. So hopefully this will be something a bit more cool. This is a full game, so there is that. Um, and I, you know, I was watching Rendered Reality earlier today. Our friends over there, and they were like criticizing it for being third person. It seemed like, uh, and I didn't catch everything they said on it, but I do remember them like being critical of it, like like it was third person. This ain't third person. This is first person. Like this stuff you're seeing on the screen here. This is uh, this is stuff that's happening in front of you. Like that. That's not you doing that. Right. Um, that's what they said. Right. Very, in the, the description is that it was. Um you're going along on an adventure with all these people or these other right. bots, right? Right. I expected to play like a, like an arcade rail shooter. Like you go in the arcade, you sit down inside the booth and, uh, and you know, the, the game kind of plays out in front of you and you kind of contribute to the larger scene. Right. That's true. Uh, I don't, ex I don't expect super deep mechanics, but, uh, we've said it before. It kind of takes, uh, it's kind of hard to mess up a shooter, right? Like, it wouldn't take much for this to be a lot of fun, especially for those of us from our generation who also have this heavy nostalgia factor going on. So uh, I don't know, man. It could be uh, really fun. It could be garbage. Uh, we're not going to have to wait long to find out as this game just right around the corner. Yeah. Yeah, this could be early footage too. So who knows? But uh, we'll see. And uh, hopefully it's good. And, uh, you know, if it's not, then... We'll chalk it up to one more game, not VR game, but game that was made after a movie franchise that didn't, wasn't good. How many games did we grow up with, Wes, that you bought it and you took it home and you're like, man, I'm going to play E.T. And you're like, the gameplay. I mean, 
at least now when I look back, I'm like, what is this garbage? <laughs> Crazy. Uh, well, Raza says maybe this is like Vader Immortal with Transformers. I mean, if it's that, it'll be cool. Like, I like Vader Immortal. And who knows? They might even have like a dojo. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. They could have a Transformer yeah. dojo. And you did say it's a full game. Yeah. So, um, you know, I mean, uh, hopefully it'll be priced right. It'll be amazing. And it'll blow our, our socks off, literally. Right. Exactly. So, uh, yeah. And uh, that is that. Transformers Beyond Reality coming right around Christmas time. So stay tuned for that. Uh, keep your eyes open if you're a, a fan of the old franchise, not not the new stuff. This don't look like new Transformers. And this don't look like a new VR game. So uh, th this is going to be very much a, uh, a novelty, a gimmick. Uh, let's just hope it has some um, fun gameplay to go with it. That's not Mark Wahlberg. I didn't see in there for sure. Or not. Uh, anyway, that's going to bring us to this week's reminders. And uh, as as usual, we have stuff out this week. I have a lot of stuff out this week, actually, a lot of good stuff. Uh, starting with Arcade from Castello Incorporated. This game comes out on October 26th, the day after tomorrow. Uh, this game releasing on Steam VR as well as Oculus App Lab. Uh, Roots, I played Arcade. Uh, I played this game. I played a demo for it during the summer Steam Next Fest, or maybe it was the spring one. It was the two two Next Fest ago. I played a demo for this, and I really thought it was a lot of fun. I enjoyed it. It was one of my favorite um, demos that I played during that thing. I had more fun playing this than I had playing Sweet Surrender at the time. Ooh. So, uh, and we know how good that turned out. So. Uh, uh, I'm actually quite uh, interested in um, what what this game has uh, come to be over the last few months, and uh, I'm glad to see it finally getting its release this week. Uh, why don't we uh, take a quick look at the trailer so you guys can see what I'm talking about. <laughs> There you have it, uh, Arcade out in two days, uh, this one. And if you're like me and you like these old, uh, these games that make you feel like you're getting sucked inside of an arcade cabinet, uh, you're going to dig this. There's tons of uh, retro vibe going on here with the sound effects and visuals. And Roots, it's one of these games that um, I think is going to be identical on Oculus Quest to what it is on Steam VR because of uh, a very... Uh, uh, you know, smart choice of art style here. Uh, something that looks awesome, but isn't like super heavily resource intensive. Man, it looks super cool, man. Like I was saying while we were watching it, to me, it looks like you literally got sucked into a video game. 
um how immersive like just the uh the, everything about it looks super cool i can't wait to try this game when it comes out and uh i can't imagine it not being amazing yeah it, it was fun months ago like the demo was fun and uh not easy like there's a lot of enemies in this game there's a lot of enemies in this game uh but like we said a moment ago uh shooting in vr man it, it's it's easy to get right it's kind of hard to fuck it up and uh, these guys doing a pretty good job with that and in terms of retro nostalgia to uh to get you through um i mean it's, it's very linear shooter based gameplay but it's fun man it's just fun so uh yeah i look forward to uh seeing how it turned out as well you know what else is fun wes playstation vr um as highlighted by dark angels comment saying she was so lost in ps4 land i'm assuming it was vr it could have been flat as well um and making dinner she forgot it was sunday showtime and it was a little bit off time weird different time than normal but dark you're uh right on time we're glad you made it your brother slid in a few hours ago no actually like i think he was a little late too but he uh he was he was here before you so i'm gonna say your brother won today and uh, maybe you can win next time what's up uh toxic fpv you sliding in here at the end of the show as well what's up thanks <laughs> for stopping by um yeah, man, uh, this, I mean, I, I don't know what to do, Roots. I mean, there's so many freaking games coming out right now. Uh, well, Raza asked, what what platform is this on? This is on uh, Steam VR as well as um, App Lab. So uh, it, PC and Quest for this one. Isn't that weird that it's coming to Steam VR, not Oculus uh, um, store? You know what I mean? It's not coming to the PC. Um, less only on Steam only. It makes no sense. Uh, it's, it looks amazing well, to me. Yeah, I'm sure it would have come out on Rift if they would have allowed it on Quest, but yeah, uh, they're they're not. So that would be Apple. weird too. Uh, yes, Re Bob says downloading the demo now. Love the Tron vibes. I definitely love the Tron vibes as well. And to me, it, it literally looks like you are Flynn. You got sucked into that arcade game, and now you're. I mean, it's a different version of Tron. Um, but now you're in a shooter, a shooter Tron. Super cool. <laughs> Mepper says, in my world, Wes is still talking about Demio. Well, maybe you need to... Uh, I know uh, what he's talking about. I've joined live streams like two hours in. And then so you're, you rewind it to the beginning and you're starting to watch. And then so ever, the chat is still caught up live. Um, so you might comment on something at a weird time. And people are like, dude, that was an hour ago. Uh, not for uh, not for Mepper, man. He's in the past. Well, at least he's aware because, like, sometimes you'll watch these streams and people will be commenting on shit that happened an hour ago and they don't know. You know what I mean? <laughs> Very true. Very true. Paradise Decay, nonstop with him, man. You know who else likes to be sucked into a Tron world? My mom! Oh, yeah. She likes to be doing the sucking, though, I heard. But I'm not going to even go there. So I'll leave it Speaking there. of which... Uh, on that same very day the arcade comes out, we're also getting another game, Roots. Lust for Darkness Ooh. VR. This comes to us from Iron VR. Again, October 26th. Steam VR only, Roots. Interestingly, they market this game as uh, too much for Oculus. Like, denied by Oculus because of the crazy, insane, vulgar shit going on in this game. <clears throat> This is a horror game and a horror game, Roots, like both at the same time. 
No, that's crazy, man. Well, I'll tell you what, this is, uh, um, that's a good endorsement, right? Uh, it's just too much for Oculus, man. Yeah, um, this game looks like, it looks like a trip. It looks whacked out. Uh, this looks like something like we've never seen in VR before. Uh, and it looks like it's actually decent quality roots. Um, guess what, though? What? I'm not going to have to guess. We're, we, we're, we've got review access coming for Ooh. this one. So uh, uh, we're actually going to... I'm I'm trying to decide whether or not I want to stream this because I don't I don't expect it to be very uh, child-friendly. Um, which, you know, neither was here they lie. I That's put a, I put an age, I put an age wall on that one. Like you can't just click into that. You have to be an adult and, you know, registered on YouTube. So if I do stream this one, you guys are going to want to sign in. Otherwise you won't be able to watch it. This will be a great uh, late night stream. No kids walk up at 2am, right? For sure. For sure. Late night for sure. But, uh, no, actually, um, these uh, developers are friends of friends of friends and um, Eric coming through with the uh, review copy on this one. So awesome. Eric's awesome. So, yeah. I look forward to it. I mean, I think this looks cool. Like uh, I always like horror games and I like ones where they have an interesting twist and this one certainly has an interesting twist. Let's just hope there's not like genital mutilation and stuff in it. Like, or at least if there is, hopefully it's implied and not like graphically. Yeah, we don't need to shown, see that. You know what I mean? I don't need to see that in VR or flat. Yeah, for real. Like I'm, if I want to see that, I'm sure there's a place out there to go find it. But uh, no, thank you. Keep it out of my game. <laughs> uh, EV Man versus Guests is I'll watch if you stream it. Well, I think a few people will. That's why I'm actually still considering doing it. Like normally. Uh, I think this would probably be a little too much, but uh, who knows? Maybe we'll do it. Uh, anyway, uh, let, let's check out the trailer for this one. Let's, just, uh, let's let these people see what we're talking about. What is this place? A date? What fucking date? So, uh, Roots, it says it will shock and scare you. That's what I want. I want to be shocked. I want to be scared. That's why I'm playing this one. Um, I have high hopes for it. It looks, it looks, looks decent. Shock and awe. Well, we'll see. Hopefully, we don't shock and awe too many people if you stream it. But at the same time, we've had some weird stuff out there. So, I, I say I'm sure it can't. It's probably more marketing than anything. But uh, we'll see, man. I mean, maybe we'll see some weird stuff in there, bro. And I mean, that's what you want. You want something really bizarre. And that guy in the mask there, that's pretty bizarre. Absolutely. So, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll have this one within days. Uh, maybe we'll even have it by Tuesday. Who knows? 
Guys, yep. stay tuned. Hit the bell and the button if you haven't already. Yep. <clears throat> anyway, uh, not the only horror game coming out this week. Obviously, uh, one of the best releases of the year, Wraith the Oblivion Afterlife from Fast Travel Games. On October 27th, this game finally getting its long-awaited mm. PlayStation VR release. This is one of the best games of the year, not only one of the best horror games of the year. Uh, so happy for that uh, crew over uh, in PSVR world getting a, a solid title like this just in time for Halloween. Uh, makes me want to go back and play it again. Yeah, yeah, especially you see how good it looks on the PlayStation 5, right? Rave about it again. Um, yeah, I'm excited for the uh, PlayStation people for sure. Uh, they're definitely in for a treat. Yeah, 30 bucks, nice long campaign with lots of stale sequences in it and a heavily story-driven uh, spooky environment with loads of exploration. Um, yeah, highly recommend this. You guys uh, get it the day it comes out. It's awesome. Absolutely. Give it time too, by the way. It's a little slow at first, but uh, when it takes off, it really takes off. Slow burn. And if my microphone sounds louder, it is because uh, it was turned down a little bit. That's weird. I didn't hear it. Anyway, um, Fast Travel Games, October 27th. So uh, the, the day after these other two games, this one comes out. Yep. Uh, that is on, uh, let's see, 26 would be Tuesday. So this one comes out on Wednesday. It's going to be an insane week from what uh, Dark Angel says. And I agree. Yeah, because, uh, I mean, we have Arcade and Lust for Darkness on Tuesday. We have Wraith Oblivion Afterlife on Wednesday. Thursday is Oculus Connect. Facebook Connect, as a lot of people like to call it. Uh, and on Thursday, we get Project Terminus from CVR, October 28th for, on Quest and Rift. It's already on Steam. Um, I mean, we, were, we just talked about it, right? This looks awesome. Yeah. Yeah, you guys are going to be playing this up just like we are soon. Yeah. During the, uh, the Oculus event, we're going to be all reeling from... Uh, you know the footage of uh, Splinter Cell VR and Assassin's Creed VR and whatever else that they reveal. I do think there will be a new game reveal. I uh, don't know what it is. I know Ruth Bram on Twitter was uh, hyping up the event. She's she's kind of in charge of content, so uh, I would imagine that there's something big coming on uh, on Thursday. Uh, Dark Angel uh, says, "Isn't there some sort of announcement coming from PlayStation the day before Oculus?" And we might hear something from Index the day or two. Remember last time, um, right? Right before Quest Two, Index swooped in and kind of stole their thunder, right? There, there's uh, there's a state of play is all it is. It's a state of play about 20 minutes long, focusing on third party titles uh. on uh, both PlayStation Four and PlayStation Five. Now they might, who knows? They might sneak a jab in there somewhere. There could be a VR game announced on that. We don't know. Uh, but yes, there is a state of play scheduled for uh, Wednesday. Yeah. And Zaylin Maru, as well as Onakazi, says, Meanwhile, I haven't even started Lone Echo 2. Wow. You need to get yeah, on. I barely on. played that one. Uh, I barely played that one. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm hooked on RE4 right now. Scratch the surface. Uh, again. Yeah. More on, the, on that one Wednesday. Um, uh, all right. So we've got. Arcade and Lust for Darkness on Tuesday. We've got Wraith Oblivion Afterlife on Wednesday. Thursday, we've got Project Terminus. Uh, but then there's Halloween. Halloween is on uh, Sunday. So a week from the day is Halloween. 
Um, do we have anything specifically on Halloween? Well, leave it to PlayStation VR to uh, grace us with a brand new PSVR exclusive horror game. Do not open this game. Uh, a product of the what? What is the name of that? That that it's that same um, group that brought us uh, Immortal Legacy. That PlayStation. It's an indie dev uh, showcase, and they they find these games and they fund them and release them as uh, exclusives. This one we've known about for quite some time, well over a year. I've been looking forward to playing this game. This looks cool. Uh, again, coming out on uh, Halloween exclusively on PlayStation VR. Roots, roll the footage. De pequeño me aterraba algo más que la oscuridad, el silencio. Recuerdo a mis padres decir que no había fantasmas en la casa, que todo estaba en mi cabeza. Sin embargo, en el más absoluto silencio yo oía esas voces, hablándome a través de las paredes. Con el tiempo dejé de escucharlas. Sabía que no querían hacerme daño, porque en el fondo, tan solo decían lo que yo les iba a hacer a los demás. Ya no soy un niño. Ahora vuelvo a escucharlas. Y podéis creerme cuando os digo que lo que ocurre en esta casa va más allá de mi cabeza. PlayStation Talents, that's what it's called. This was this comes to us from PlayStation Talents. Um, and, the, and, you know, Dark Angel asks if it's Portuguese or Spanish. It's Spanish. This, uh, this, this uh, developer, um, Madrid. Hmm. From uh, Madrid, Madrid, Spain. So that, that's Spanish. Um, Roots, we have a, a game that kind of plays out like an escape the room, only... Um, it's a little different than any other escape the room because uh, when you every time you return to the game, it's different. Uh, the the uh, puzzles change, the house changes. It's a different run. Whether you die, whether you make it out and, and complete it, every time you play, it's supposed to be a different run uh, with different uh, things to do to escape. Mm. So um, while you know it's not going to be the longest run time in the world uh each run uh infinite you know uh infinite possibilities with return with returning to the uh the game and, and subsequent playthroughs uh and as is the case with a lot of sony exclusives it appears to be top notch quality top notch quality in terms of production uh i've really been looking forward to this for quite some time and I cannot wait to get my hands on it. Yeah, it uh, looks good, right? Um, what's crazy is, um, uh, well, first off, I wanted to say uh, for Owen Akazi, roll that bean, beautiful bean footage, because uh, he was, he says every time he keeps expecting you to say that, so I'll say it for you. Right. Um, and then my second thing is is directed to Anthony. There you go. There's your reason for having a PlayStation VR right now with PlayStation Five uh because that looks amazing just the the house in general as i'm looking around and and 
just the scope of it, right? Yeah, it looks very elaborate, spiraling staircases, places to go around, look, trying to get out of this house while things are crazy going on around you. Uh, looks cool. Yeah, haunted house, spirits uh, attacking you in this place. Mm. Uh, apparently, uh, judging by the context of this trailer, um, you know, he was haunted as a child. They went away. Now mm. he's an adult. They're back and uh, they're worse now so um you know what the the craziest thing that i saw as i was watching this because i remember when i was a kid there was this movie that kind of stuck with me it was a horror movie it was about these ghosts and they you know it, it, they like it physically assaulted people and like they raped this woman in her bed and like really crazy messed up stuff right stuff that i would never watch today and the, what i st always stuck with me is near the end i'm thinking oh well, this is just a movie. And then as the credits roll, it says, based on a true story. And yeah, I thought, oh, yeah. fuck, you know? And that's what I did with this too, man. It, it's crazy, all this stuff going on. This is based on, on real events, right? Uh, so that's going to be kind of intriguing to know that in the back of your mind that um, what is, what's really real and what's not as far as in real life. I don't know. That to me is kind of intriguing. So that's kind of cool. Yeah, yeah, I find it intriguing as well, but what I find the most intriguing about this is that it's another PSVR exclusive horror game, which mm. have historically been the best horror games. The best horror games have come out on PlayStation, and uh, here's another one that uh, could end up being better than a lot of people expect it to be um, coming from a, a small indie team. Even though this is coming from a small indie team, this is published by Sony. This is Sony dollars that went into this, and it's been in development for a long time. Um, I fully expect a, a, a nice, polished, uh, complete game here with no jank and plenty of scares and plenty of replayability. Uh, again, uh, out on Halloween, uh, I can't wait. Yeah, what a perfect day, right? Uh, Dark, Dark Angel says, forgive me for being an excited noob kid about getting back to PlayStation land. Uh, she noticed something for being able to play your PS5 through the PS4. I'm yeah. kind of like, why would you want to do that? Though I don't, I don't understand exactly what. Uh, we, we use that feature sometimes. It's 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 a streaming feature. You can stream your PS5 game to your oh. to your PS4. And what we use it for is like my PS5 is in my bedroom, like it's in my bedroom, and like people don't just come into my bedroom and play VR or play video games. Uh, but my kids sometimes want to play Bug Snacks on PS5 or, uh, you know, some other PS5 game that they otherwise wouldn't be able to play on uh, on PS4. Well, what they can do is they can uh, they can stream it to the Pro, which is in the next room, play on the living room television, even though the console's in my room. Uh, so it's kind of that. Or, I mean, I, I guess in theory, you could have your uh, PS4 in another house even, like, you know, up the road somewhere and stream it through the internet. Uh, it's just a way to play your PS5 when you're away from your PS5. Can you use them both together that way or no? Like, uh, what do you mean? Well, because like, um, this is how I, and I don't know how it, exactly how it works, but I own, um, I bought, uh, it takes two on the PlayStation 5, right? For my kids to play and they actually played it. And so far they've been having a really good time, right? But say you wanted to play, because I'm imagining if, and that it could be, I could be wrong, but if I, I if I played the PlayStation 5 version, I don't know if I could play with a PlayStation 4 person. 
um but you can because the, the guest plays for free so i don't know i guess because it's emulated playstation 5 maybe you could play the stuff together that you normally wouldn't be able to I don't is know. this not really emulated it's just streamed like the, uh, the I gotcha. playstation 4 is uh just uh catching a signal like a video signal okay. basically like having a a gigantic hdmi cable that goes to the other room it, it's just picking it up through the internet oh nice well, that's pretty cool yeah. yep yeah it, it's a nice feature i mean it, it's not perfect like the the picture quality is nowhere near what it would be if you were playing natively on a ps5 uh and there's lag like there's i have decent internet and it still lags in the next room so uh it's playable it's not ideal uh, but if if you have somebody in the next room who uh, who wants to play your PS5 and you don't want to let them in the door, well, that there's always that you can do. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that sounds cool. That's a good feature. Yep, absolutely. All right, uh, that's going to bring us into our next reminder. This is the part of the show where we ask you all to join us to uh, do your part to help support one of these cool developers by wishlisting. Uh, a game with us right now in real time. Um, close the pick that from this week, Roots. I mean, just game upon game upon game. Um, uh, well, I would go for Lust for Darkness. I just I don't want to uh, bring that up into my feed and then uh, have the wrong people <laughs> see. So uh, we're going to go with uh, Arcade this week, I think. Yeah, Arcade looks amazing, dude. I'm definitely going to do the same. Looks like... Uh... A game that I don't want to miss. Uh, very nostalgia type. And uh, it looks like the type of game that I want to play. I want to play a game that makes me feel like I got sucked into an arcade game. That's cool. Yeah, and uh said I had a few emails to uh, send out. This is one of them. I'd like, to, uh, I'd like to check this one out if we can. Regardless, though, there there is a free demo on uh, Steam that you can play today if you want to. Uh, so Wolverazza says my boys have two ps5s in their rooms um if i can play ps5 games through my ps4 with lesser graphics that's what you just said correct yeah it is correct yes you can yep so you could play returnal on your playstation 4 with a little bit lesser graphics you wouldn't have the haptics though too right yeah yeah that would be a, a greatly diminished um experience greatly still be good still be an amazing game but it definitely would be uh well, not only that but that that's a very fast game to try to play with any kind of latency like you you'll have difficulty playing returnal with, oh well that's with true any latency, well that's I mean? true make sure you're close eddie c says out uh, did i just start watching when you guys are about to sign off you just hit the the jackpot eddie you're getting the end you're still part of the the experience we're talking to you and you get to start over you get to be fresh you still have a whole show to go through bro yeah, he also says Resident Evil 4 VR, yo. For real, bro. Yeah. I get you. That game looks, ama or looks amazing. It is amazing. Yep. Not all sunshine and rainbows, though. Tune in Wednesday and we'll tell you what's not so awesome about it. Yeah. In addition to all the things that are awesome about it. Yeah. Um, anyway, that brings us to our final reminder this week and every week, and that is how you can do your part to support us, our channel, and our community. Uh, of course... If you haven't already, the easiest way to do so is by clicking that big red button and that bell. Uh, that helps our channel to grow, and it helps you to stay up with all of our increasing 
content or increasing frequency of content on this channel we just keep adding more and more to it roots um and it keeps getting better at the same time so uh win-win for all of us here right absolutely it's getting better and better and um and you get time travel derail says ah that's a good point you can time travel when you watch the stream uh eddie c's about to do it he's about to go back in the past a couple hours and uh he doesn't even need a flux capacitor for real man that's that's uh it's <laughs> awesome we can all time travel go right directly after the stream ends and time travel back to uh three hours ago when we started this thing <laughs> that's right um anyway uh if you have already subscribed and you want to do a little something extra you can do so by supporting us on patreon three dollars per month gives you access to our weekly show notes which read like a newsletter have links to news articles trailers and more uh you also get insider updates you get exclusive content less than a dollar a week and it all goes to help build uh something special here and uh or something we intend to be very special here um and uh yeah we appreciate all of you who support on patreon thank you it's getting much. more special every day wes and it's about to get more special in the next week or two and uh you don't want to miss that either nope Nope, nope, nope. Next level VR or Virtual Strangers 2.0 incoming. Oh, by the way, friends, while we're on uh, reminders here, uh, we do have active giveaways at, right now for Hail Road VR as well as Eye of the Temple. If you'd like to enter for a drawing to win either of those games, travel back in time to our Wednesday episode. Uh, you'll see it as giveaway right in the title. Make sure you're subscribed. Leave a comment on that video saying you'd like to enter the giveaway or both of them uh and uh we're gonna draw this wednesday a couple of winners yeah so, it's so uh, exciting i have the temple so good yep i mean they're both good but i have the temples i just want to go back in there right now absolutely well, well why don't you do that let's sign off uh before we do so again I'd like to remind you that the invitation to the virtual strangers discord down in the description below this is where we all hang out it's where we get together for multiplayer games it's where we talk about life talk about vr uh, we're all on there 24 7 um, and we invite you to uh, to join us again link in the description uh, that's where we'll be immediately following the show we'll be on there uh, reading what everyone has said and finding out what this headset's going to be roots oh, yeah. uh, it's time it's time to find out yeah we'll be talking about it i'm sure in detail next week yeah, in a couple of days actually yeah Anyway, with that said, friends, I'd like to thank you all once again for watching Four Roots. I'm Wes. We'll see you Tuesday, friends. Bye now.